What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode 132 of the Tasty Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. And this is a traditional Tasty Cast. It's been like a fucking month since we've had one of those. So that's pretty cool. Uh, hopefully you guys remember how this goes. And if you don't, fuck, while well, you're here, let's let's have this journey together. Uh, quick reminder is to download and play Greedfall, Maneater, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. All offered on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back in about a week for Plus Club. Let us know we thought of those games. We'll, we'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month picked by me is Deep Rock Galactic, which is a up to four player cooperative uh, dwarves in uh, caves mining game. Make sure to play that. Or if you played in the past, you're planning on playing in the future. Or if you're curious about it, come back in a week and talk to us on game of the month. We're going to let you know what we thought of those games. And I want to know what you thought of it. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support the channel further than liking, commenting, sharing this video, and subscribing if you're brand new. Also, welcome to the now like 88 new people who have subscribed to the channel. Very cool. We are closing in already on 2100, yeah. uh, which is wild because it's not even we're not even done with January yet. So let's keep that momentum going. And uh, you can type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment if you'd like to be considered to be responded to on this show and future taste the casts we have a segment where we read your comments and uh, we reply to them and we do that at random unless you type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment all right taste cast typically start with what we've been playing my list is huge i need to warm up to it so let's start with chevy what okay. have you been playing um <clears throat> so i've been playing uh a lot of my normal stuff and then like the plus games um not all of them but I played a little bit of, I can never remember the name, Grim... Greedfall. Greedfall. Grimfall. <laughs> I was, for some reason, I cannot keep that name in my head, like, at all. So, um, I played a little bit of that. I need to replay it, though, because I was, like, in and out of sleep while trying to play it, which is not the game's fault. That was literally, I should have been in bed, so... <laughs> First time I tried playing that game, I had been drinking. I was like, this is not a game that I can play yeah. under the influence. Yeah, which is similar problem for me, as I was just wasn't conscious enough for Your it. The game so. is easy to play under the influence. Maneater. Yeah. Yeah, I played that. Um, probably put about an hour, hour and a half into it. Um, I'll probably play a little more, but I, I got the gist, I think. It's a, a pretty straightforward game. And then... Uh, yeah, mostly been playing Final Fantasy fourteen and Minecraft. Uh, That's not a joke at all. That's fucking. Yeah. That is what you play. Yeah. If you're not living in one game, you're living in the other one. <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to talk about Minecraft. It's more like something you have to show people. But I mean, it's just you know, find a project and lose your life to it for hours at a time. Yeah. Um. So that's it's not a game fun. that calls to me, but when I play it, I'm in it like fucking it's yeah. as soon as you start a project, you're fucking, you know, if you're committed to it, you're going to be losing hours working on that. Well, it's funny too, cause I didn't play for like a few days and then I got this idea to like make a house and then like I played for a couple of days and I was just like, that's what I was doing. And mm -hmm. then I was able to stop cause I hit a stop checkpoint, play some more Final Fantasy 14 instead. And, um, it's been a lot of back and forth, too, because I, I don't have necessarily a lot to do in either game, but I have something I'm doing almost on a weekly basis, uh, it seems like. So um, so to go into 14, uh, we started raiding again, got you know everyone together, we were able to do that. 
Um, we were able to clear the first of the four fights. Uh, I'm making a video right now that I'll be posting on the channel. It's just a clear video. Um, if you're interested in that, um, you'll be able to watch it from Chris's point of view. Also, in like the five years that I've been, well, we've been doing the show, but I've been putting out all the videos of the channel. <laughs> this is the first time, and I've invited people to do this. It's the first time somebody else is making a video. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what that video is. I haven't seen it yet. I have to check it out to make sure yeah. Chevy didn't put some kind of crazy fucking content in there that can't be on YouTube that could get my channel fucking destroyed, which I definitely think Chevy would do. But I'm very excited <laughs> to see somebody else put some content up because, uh, yeah, it won't be for me. So I uh, look forward to that. Yeah, and I'll have to call it a joy and effort because it was uh, a VOD off of Chris's stream. Co-op. So. Yeah. Teamwork. Um, I am hopefully going to record the next couple fights myself as well, maybe get multiple perspectives, but we'll see how that goes. Do it. So. Do it. That's what I've been playing. Um, I don't want to go too into it because it also involves Chris, and I want him to be able to talk as well. So, as far yeah. as fourteen is concerned. Oh, gotcha, Chris. What have you been playing? That was fast. Uh, I'm just gonna play right out that I've also been playing fourteen and doing the raid, and it is challenging. Uh, I missed the first clear uh, because of obligations, and the free company was kind enough to clear it again because. Uh, <laughs> If we didn't, we wouldn't be able to do the next raid without me. So it was <laughs> <laughs> very kind of them to put together another group to clear it without getting any rewards. Um, been just kind of putting around in that. Uh, I'm almost fully pentamelded in my crafting gear. What is what? what? <laughs> you know what that is. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> it's, it's long and time-consuming and very in-game expensive to do that yeah the t tldr um, on that is you can have up to five materia in piece gear and so penta five and to put it in the chance drops drastically to the point where you get to like five percent chance to succeed so yeah it's pretty bad hmm. and, and expensive yeah. yeah yeah very expensive very expensive but uh, i'm doing it doing it very slowly i'm doing it without spending gill which is the key part yeah. i am i am for once spending a lot of time gathering materials and crafting a lot more than i usually do for no real reason just because i can that's crazy because oh. you're already it seems like you already craft quite a bit more than yeah I do. yeah uh, this would allow me to make like um raid materials so like i could make like food buffs and like tonic buffs and things like that um which can be very spendy to buy and sell so hmm. maybe once for once i can catch up to chevy and gill the gillionaire <laughs> um i hate that but it's true it's very true i've heard um, uh i've heard some humble brags from him but I've, i haven't really gotten a an idea of how much that is i'm very casual when it comes to people who have gill um i just don't yeah. have anything to spend it on so it just keeps growing so it's the way to do it. You have plenty of things to spend it on. He just chooses not to. That's like real life. Cause Chevy gets <laughs> like weird when I say I'm going to spend money on things in real life. I'm like, I'm going to buy this really expensive thing. And he always goes, <sighs> he just kind of looks at me <laughs> like he's fucking exhausted. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking be dead someday. I got to spend this money, man. I got to experience shit. And he's like, well, I don't really, really need to be buying stuff like that. So that, that fucking sounds exactly like Chevy <laughs> in video game form. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I've also been playing a little bit, kind of falling back on uh, World of Warcraft, kind of just putting around on that as well. Um, I, I, I don't know if I said it last time, I stepped out of the raiding guild just because it was conflicting with real life schedule. Um, so I play it a lot more casually now. Um, so there's not a lot of hard drive to play it as much, but I still play it and level and I'm enjoying it for the most part. Um, and then I've been playing, I play every day, at least an hour of Hades just to get my <laughs> runs in. Nice. I know you're still um, playing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still fun. I'm still like messing with all kinds of builds. Um, I think I've had over a hundred tape or a hundred successful escapes now. Nice. In the game. Um, so yeah, just kind of putting around with that. Nothing crazy to report there. I'm kind of hoping they would do like sort of, sort of like DLC announcement soon. Um, that's what people are kind of whispering about, but who knows? I feel like they will and, with that game. There's a lot you could yeah. add to a roguelike. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and the the there's like a bunch of Greek in the Greek pantheon that is not even included in it. Like even like main deities, not even just including like side deities and things mm. like that that could be added to the game really easily. Um, and then. Pretty much, just if I'm not doing those things, I'm playing Minecraft, building crazy weird shit, going to the Nether. You too, huh? Mm. You too, huh? I want to fucking. Me too. I, I need to get my fucking Conan server updated, and, and Chevy knows how to do it, and I don't. Are you used to know how to do it? <laughs> I feel like you could learn how to do it pretty well, probably, and then you can do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just completely eluding to the point where I could do this myself, but I don't want to. Um. Yeah, I gotta, I, yeah. I've been hesitant to even fucking humor hopping on Minecraft just because I know once I play it, I'm gonna build a city and I don't, I don't have the time for that. Like, I'm already playing all these games that are like forty to one hundred and twenty hour fucking games, so or games that I'll never be done with. So maybe we'll fucking draw that for game of the month. That'd be great. Yeah, though in February, I've, we keep getting people playing i might have to figure out a different server hoster because uh it gets weird lag spikes every once in a while it drives me crazy i'm sure the logistics of them running a server that people are connecting to and making sure it runs smooth is probably challenging yeah one i don't know where it's located is the other problem so like south america well it's in the states i know that much south north america (laughs) but yeah Louisiana. For the most part, it works fine. There's just weird, like rubber banding. Sometimes everyone at the same time, like whoa, and because all of a sudden things will like reappear or they'll go backwards like two steps. But felt like that happened back when I played it. Or maybe it's on just a server. A game, then that game is fucking always trying to constantly load new shit. That when it's doing that, then the longer and the bigger you make your fucking server, the cra- like it might it might have come a long way. I don't know, but I just remember back in the day, there's all sorts of weird shit that would happen all the time. It could just be the same all things. the time, especially the further out you went. The worst time we had was when I was trying to get back after exploring six hours. Yeah, because I remember because I remember going back to like the main areas that I built and everything like ran better than the further out I went. Yeah, because the more biomes it has to load and all sorts of shit. I I I don't know. I I'm did not, I did pay for. I'm not a Minecraft scientist. Up, upgrade from one gig of RAM to two, and it seems to have mostly made it uh, smoother. So, one what? One gig of RAM to two gigs of RAM. On their end, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a thing. That's weird. Yeah, you can 
depending on how many people you want to play, you have to allot X amount of RAM. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Anything to report in Minecraft? Said you're going to I the lost nether? everything to lava. Every time we go to the nether, <laughs> I, I make expensive things for, for Chris to survive in there, and he has the most ridiculous deaths happen, and he loses his shit. <laughs> he dies to Baba? <laughs> what happened? I only had one crazy death in the nether, okay? Only one. I don't know. He I came got, back, and that pig was wearing our shit. A pig was uppercutted by a pig into a pit of lava, and then just had to put on his gear. That's fucking weird. (laughs) The Nether's completely different from when you played, so yeah, it has biomes and shit now. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the Nether was pretty fucking uh, minimal and hellish. It's still hellish. Yeah. Mm. Different biomes is interesting though because it did not have that when I played. It's also a good way to get gold. There's gold everywhere. Uh, yep. In the nether, um, there's a resource called quartz in the nether now. Well, and the idea of gold. Yeah, well, it was pretty. That wasn't really a thing when I played. It was pretty useless uh, before. Now it's good in the nether. So. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else? No, no, nothing else really. All right, I'm going to hop into my huge list just to get the ones knocked out that uh, I can't really talk about. I've been playing pretty regularly Deep Rock Galactic. That's no surprise. I was playing this game regularly before I chose it as my game of the month, and I'm still playing it pretty regularly. I'd like to get you guys in there at some point for a long play sesh because that's a game I feel like you got to play for a while to really appreciate uh, what it offers, especially you. You haven't fucking played since almost everything in the game existed. Uh, yeah, it didn't exist. So Chris has actually played it uh, on a pretty semi-recent build, although the two new game modes uh, I want you guys to try because they're pretty neat. I'm kind of uh, exposing a bit here, but I picked the game. So uh, Greedfall, played that. Um, played it when I drank a little bit. Stopped playing it pretty quickly. I was like, as soon as I got to the character creator, I was like, I can't fucking do this. And uh, <laughs> this is permanent. I'm making a human being. I can't do this. Um People do it drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to be one of them. Uh, so uh, I was respons- I'm a responsible um, fucking drunk. I wasn't even drunk. Um, even Buzz was like, I can't do this shit. Uh, so I played Maneater. I'm not going to talk about that either, but I played that for a little bit. I need- definitely need to play it more. I need to play all three of these games more. Um, specifically Greedfall. I want to give that like a good chunk of time because I feel like there's a lot of potential there that I need to put time into to see. And then I played uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, it starts out exactly as everything that, that I've joked about when it comes to Tomb Raider does. Um, so that wasn't a surprise in any way. Um, but we'll talk about that on Plus Club. Uh, okay, so games that I've played that I can talk about. Uh, I played the Monster Hunter Rise demo, and it's fucking dope. Of course it is. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, I like the... Um, uh, maneuverability specifically when you're riding on um the uh oh shit what is it called the dog what is it called palamutes palamute thank you um being able to like run up walls and be able to attack while sitting on it and pick up items while you're still on it these little things make it seem like a very viable thing to stay on um I thought it was going to be for, you know, getting around quickly, but there's actually a lot you can do with it. Um, weapons feel good. Uh, the game feels like 
of course, less densely packed with like ambient life and stuff, but it kind of reminded me of like the old Monster Hunter, so I kind of got some nostalgia playing it. But uh, I can't wait to play that. I didn't play with anybody. I wanted to. Um, I think it's a timed demo too, and you only get like 30 like missions, which is quite a bit. Um, but it's very cool. I will definitely be buying this first first day it comes out, of course. Um, but uh, it was cool. It was fun to play it. Uh, hopped back in and have been trying to get back into Hunt Showdown. Uh, my first match after the long break I've had, uh, I was fucking horrified. And when I got shot at, I was scared. And I locked up. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to die. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'm past this. I fucking, I've learned these lessons. And so I was like, I have to get aggressive. You got to fucking just drop all that bullshit. You're going to die. And once you realize you're going to die, you can go fucking make other people die. Way easier. <laughs> and so I did that. And uh, so I'm doing pretty good in Hunt Showdown right now. Um, I'm really anticipating the new map that's coming out this year. I'm very excited for that because I, I still love uh, the, uh, OG maps. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then there's a new boss coming out, uh, that I'm very excited for as well. Um, but the game's great. It still is. I mean, at this point, I think it's one of my favorite FPS has ever made. So that's fucking cool to be able to say. Um, it's up there with all the greats in my opinion. Uh, so if you haven't played it, you should play it. Um, dead by daylight. Been playing that. Me and Cody play that pretty regularly. Um, if either of us is playing it, the other one's like, if you guys are playing Minecraft, when you guys might hop back in and start playing with the other person, or if you're on 14, something like that's kind of our game right now. It's like, if we see each other playing the game, we'll hop in, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty cool to have that kind of regular experience of just being like, Oh yeah, let's play some dead by daylight. Um, my rank reset back to 16, but in one match I dropped down to rank nine. So that was fucking weird. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm on my way back. So, uh, <laughs> and then after that, I proceeded to have like three matches that weren't that great, but I'm still at nine. So I'm maintaining that. I plan on getting lower. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Dead by Daylight Dead by Dead by is, uh, is uh, a lot of fun. And uh, I'm going to be playing some more for sure. And uh, maybe streaming it. That's a really easy game to stream. Uh, let's see. I started playing. So we talked about, and shout out to the episode. We did our best month of PlayStation Plus for 2020, which is always a really fun conversation to have because it's dynamic and we kind of find out as we talk what our, uh, what all of our pick for the best month of PlayStation Plus in 2020 is. Uh, if you're curious about what that's alluding to, go watch the episode. Um, but in that episode, we talked about Battlefront 2. It came up a lot, Star Wars Battlefront 2. And the amount of times we talked about it in that episode, I started going, that game is fun. Why am I not playing that game? So I downloaded it on Epic Games because uh, it's free on there. And holy fuck. Um, I, I downloaded it on there, but had to install it with origin but didn't install origin just used origin to install it then i looked for origin on my computer it wasn't there so i went and downloaded origin because uh, it won't launch with epic games i just got it through epic games but it's still that's the that's the storefront i got it but you have to use origin to play it it didn't install origin just installed origin enough to install the game so then I downloaded origin but and then i got the installer the installer doesn't install on your computer it's a light install so it just opens up. It's just like like a EXE that opens up uh, access to Origin, but it's not installed on my computer. So I open up Origin there. I sign in. I fucking <laughs> I I start Battlefront two, and then I try to exit Origin. So I'm like, I don't want to use Origin. And it's like, no, you have to have Origin. I'm like, fuck. Okay, so I have to, have, and you have to have both of them open. 
You have to have <laughs> Epic Games and Origin. Okay, so th- so this was kind of dumb already. Then I fucking start the game up. I got the graphics at max, all that shit. And the reason I didn't bring that up is DirectX 12 is on. And I start having crashes all the time. Me and Cody are trying to play together. And the game keeps crashing. The game keeps crashing. I'm looking it up. It's so annoying that it keeps doing this. Specifically, if you alt-tab and you try and get back to the game, it just freezes. The screen's just locked. And I have to exit the game every fucking time. So I'm like, once this game's launched, you don't touch it. You just play it. That's it. I was like, holy fuck, this is a mess. This is kind of crazy. And uh, so I look it up and people are like, oh, yeah, uh, you got to turn off DirectX 12. A lot of people have that problem. I'm sorry. They're actually very helpful. I shouldn't be making them sound like that. But it was just so like nonchalant of them just to go like, oh, yeah, just turn off DirectX 12. I'm like, I have to turn off DirectX 12 for this game to run on my computer. Like, I have to turn off the newer technology. I have to go back to DirectX 11 to fucking play this game. Turned it off. It works. Fine. Although, if I alt-tab, the game freezes every fucking time. Uh, there's been, like, two times where I got lucky and it didn't freeze when I alt-tabbed. I've been gambling. I'm like, it won't work this time. But, you know, like, 90% of the time it locks up. Then I'm playing the game. It looks gorgeous. It plays really good. But the controls are fucking weird on mouse and keyboard. Me and Cody spent like the first like four matches just going into the the uh, key customization, changing up our buttons and shit. I still don't feel very good on it. Uh, so and I was like, do I want to use a controller? The game plays great on a controller. It's definitely made for a controller, even though I'm playing it on PC. It doesn't have crossplay though, so I'd be playing against people with fucking mouse and keyboard. So I didn't play on controller. And the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, man, I fucking, I have all this progress on my PS4 fucking version. I want to play it on controller, but I'm not going to do it on my PC. I'm having all these fucking problems, like, constantly with this game. So I installed that shit. Um, and I played on PS4, and it was fun. I had fun. <laughs> I had fun playing Battlefront 2 on PS4. Um, but holy shit, what a wild ride it was on a PC. Um, literally, like, after I was, like, looking into it, and I checked that I had it installed on PS4, I, like, hit up Cody. I'm like, start downloading uh, Battlefront on PS4. And he's like, okay. Because I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not playing on PC anymore. So, uh, Which is great because there's a couple people I know who uh, would be down to play this game. And they don't play it on PC. So um, I think it'll be win-win. It felt kind of defeating to like just be like, well, I'm not going to play it on PC. I'll play it on console. But I play a lot of the Call of Duty's on console as well. So um, I don't know. I prefer mouse and key- keyboard. But uh, it feels so weird on mouse and keyboard. I don't know. That game just really feels... The game kind of plays arcade anyway, so, I, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was a fucking... My, my mind's numb even remembering all that <laughs> shit. I had blocked out my memory until now. Uh, whoo, speaking of shit that's mind-numbing, I played Rust. Um, so streamers right now are, like, super into Rust. The game's popping off right now. And apparently, through uh, someone I know, telling me or told me that uh i i watched a video on too a bunch of these streamers have like a private server that they'll play on they all have fun they're all laughing holding hands and shit they're like i'm gonna be this in the server and like i'm gonna do this and it's all for the entertainment of people watching people are watching shit and there's all you know doing their we all know each other thing and uh you know that utopia is great or whatever but the real fucking (laughs) like that's the the disc above the slums that they're on because rust at the bottom is exactly how it was when the game fucking came out. It is a cesspool of just fucking griefers and people who just talk a shitload of shit. Um, I watched a video to kind of refresh myself on how rust works. And they've actually made quite a few changes since I last played. But also none at all. 
because um, <laughs> it's the same fucking game um, as I played when it came out. But uh, but people were like, you know, you spawn on the beach, you're probably going to get killed on the beach, but once you get off the beach, start doing this. And I'm like, it's just, you're just going to die on the beach? Like as soon as you spawn? They said it so, again, nonchalantly. Like that guy was like, no, turn off DirectX 12. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then same thing with this. You're probably going to die on the beach. I'm like, okay. I start the fucking game up. I'm running around. I'm looking at chat and people are just talking shit. People are like, that's the last reset. We fucking raided you this many times. You guys need to get good. And they're like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And then people are just bitching each other the whole time. Chat's just flying with people just talking shit the whole time. Bunch of fucking, uh, well, I said millennials, young millennials and Gen Zers for sure. I can tell all the way that, the way they talk. Um, and I'm reading that, and they hear, <laughs> I like look over, and there's just a naked person with a crossbow, and they're fucking running at me, like tr- like acting like they're dodging. I'm just standing there with a rock in my hand. I'm like, dude, and then he's go, it fucking killed me. It's like want to respawn. I'm like, not particularly, <laughs> but I do it anyway because I'm trying to figure out like I, people fucking love this game right now. It's like er- everything people are talking about right now is Rust. And I was like, what they do that made it so interesting now? And uh, I, I, I think it's literally those streamers are having their utopian fucking uh, party uh, in Rust. And everybody's watching that going like, oh, I love this. I want to do that too. And then you hop in and it's like, are you ready to get murdered? And you need to join. It's like prison. You need to join. It doesn't matter what their beliefs are. You need to join a fucking group. Otherwise, you're going to get murdered. And when you join that group, you need to be able to sacrifice yourself for that group to raid other people's fucking buildings. Because that's the point of this game is to fucking murder everyone and take their shit. That's the point of the game. And if you lose, you bitch at people in fucking global chat. And if you win, you bitch at people in global chat. I literally got in the chat and I was like, I was like, I can't believe you motherfuckers take this game this serious. And then people, they didn't even fucking, they barely responded to me. And I was like, I was like, this is fucking. I literally tell, told them like, this is fucking pathetic. How fucking, how crazy you guys are about this shit. And they're still just bitching each other, saying they're all they, they fucking suck and stuff. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is like, I'm not a person. I don't like the word toxic. I think it's like too vague. It's not specific enough to talk about the the problems with things. But if I was gonna call a game toxic, it would be Rainbow Six Siege, but also this game, um, <laughs> because uh, those two games, you just you, you get, like the actual essence of the word toxic. You go in and you just start feeling dirty. You feel like in Fallout Four when you get near like you know your rads are building up and the radiation starting to like fucking I kill you off because they turn it on. But yeah, that too. <laughs> Same thing. It's kind of like playing Fallout 76 when it first came out. You just feel gross as soon as you fucking hop in. You're like, I'm going to have fun. And then as soon as you get in there, you're like, ugh, it's like humid out. Like, I'm going to have to take a shower very soon. Um, (laughs) That's what Rust feels like. That's what fucking Rainbow Six Siege felt like last time I played it. I'm just bringing that up because that's the other game I played. I was like, why is everybody in every match team killing? Are you guys this fucking bored? Like, nothing's moving forward. Nothing's progressing. This is kind of productive. Like, what's the point of playing this game? Same thing with Russ. It's like, holy fuck. Everyone just hates each other and loves it. Um, so anyway, play Rust. If you, It's very popular. People love it. Um, I'll probably play it again. I didn't uninstall it. But it's funny. I was like, I, I told Kim, I'm like, uh, let's play something. He's like, okay. I'm like, we should maybe check out Rust. It's really popular right now. He's like, oh, get, I'll start downloading it. And I started the game up, had this experience, I'm telling you guys. And before he finished downloading, I'm like, I'm not playing that. We can play something else. Like, you can pick anything. I'll buy it. I don't care. I'm just not playing that shit. We ended up playing Borderlands 3, I think. I, li- I like how uh, twice now you've been like, hey, we should play this. And he's just like, okay. 
<laughs> Kai's typically down. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, played Borderlands three a little bit. That's uh, that's Borderlands three. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I've been playing it a lot. I've been playing it. I was joking with Cody because me and him played, and I've played with two other people before him, and we all get to the same mission, and then we quit playing, and then I played another person. We got to that mission. I'm already there. I, I played it. I played it up until there. I stopped. Then Josh played. Played up to there. Stopped. And then Cody started playing, and I'm like, where are you at? And he's like, at that mission. I'm like, holy fuck. I was like, we had, I got to get you guys past this mission, man, because I'm fucking sick of playing this. Although at the end of the mission, there's like all these fucking boxes full of loot. And I'm like, at least I get to keep doing this. But um, but he's like level nine or some shit, and I'm like fucking 17 or 18. I'm like, I need to stop grinding off this mission, man, because I was once you, and now I'm not. Um, but yeah, I hate I hate. I hate that story in that game. It's not good, but the game's fun. It's a fun game for sure. Uh, but you gotta play the story, and you can't skip cutscenes. And holy fuck, it's it's exhausting. Um, shout out to Chevy. He got this for me. I played Passporto, which is a I also played that yesterday. Starving artist game. I I recently bought um like a screened Wacom uh, tablet. Uh, you guys will see me doing some random doodles and stuff and writing hello uh, on screen in the um, best month of PlayStation Plus discussion. Uh, But anyway, I got that uh, for, you know, whatever purposes you're going to use that for. Uh, But Chevy told me about this Passporto game and this you play essentially, it's it's a real simple game, but you play as an artist and you're painting um, on canvases. And then when you complete those, you get to put them up for sale and people come up and they'll talk shit. They'll talk a lot of shit. They talk, they talk not, not nearly as much as in Russ shit, but they talk (laughs) some shit about your paintings. Um, and then some people come up and they're like, Oh my God, I love this. It's amazing. And it's kind of fun to see different people come up and have different opinions on your, on your, uh, pictures. I'm trying to figure out what like their tastes is and shit like that. Yeah. Although I did one in black and white and some guy went nuts about it. And after that, I did other ones in black and white and people just kept fucking saying it was boring. It's hard to sell. Um, yeah. But, uh, I kind of noticed the more lines you put into a picture at first I was like, man, if I spend more time on this, they pay more money, but I think it's, I'm putting more lines in the picture and it's, able to tell that I've, I've put more time or, time, or, or yeah. you know, whatever into it. Um, although I've scribbled on the page too, and they didn't care. They didn't want it. So there is some kind of system involved there. But anyway, you paint all these pictures, you put them up, people come up, they say they want to buy them. And then you have a certain amount of negotiations you can press to change that price, either higher or lower. If you do it a certain amount of times though, it locks the last one in. So you kind of kind of have to shuffle around and see if you can get that higher price or just sell it uh, as is. As you uh, progress in sales, you move from like a garage to like a studio and I haven't got past that part. But it's a game that I'm not necessarily sitting around thinking about, but when I was playing it, holy shit, it was real easy to just keep fucking playing that game. It's got some real relaxing, chill music, which is perfect for drawing. And I'm just sitting there with my tablet fucking just drawing or whatever and selling stuff. And like you're getting that like dopamine hit your monkey brain loves where like you know they're they're paying you money you're trying to get more money more money more money um as you just keep drawing so it's a really good meditative game um and i think it's fairly cheap super cheap yeah i I don't think it's any more than 
I think it's five bucks, but I don't think it's any more than ten. So. And like graphically and systems wise, it's not like deep in systems, but like it seems like a legit game. Mm-hmm. I hope they add more to it. But for the content or the the experience you can have outside of your own drawings, it's pretty minimal. So the price I think is fair. But uh, if they add more to it, I could see them. Uh, I think they should d- sell DLC packs um, to add on to that. But uh, it's pretty fun. So I definitely recommend uh, Passporto. It's, it's spelled P-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-O-U-T. Um, in case you're curious, because it's a, you know, a name I don't think. If I say Passporto, people are like, oh, I know what that is. I'm going to go fucking look that up right now. Um, yeah, pretty fun. And then I've been still playing. I think I'm like 40 hours into it. Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is the RPG uh, Yakuza game. I'm still in love with it. I think I'm in like chapter seven. Um, it's really fun. I think it's 15 chapters, so I'm, I'm making my way. Um, although chapter six was significantly shorter than any of the chapters I've played so far. Like a lot of JRPGs, they kind of fluctuate like that. You'll play mm-hmm. the one that's fucking huge, and some some of them will feel bloated. And then other ones, it's like just the storyline happens real quick, and then the chapter's over. So I, uh, you know, I see 15 chapters, I'm like, oh shit. But then I also know, you know, I played, you know, Final Fantasy fucking 15 and um, other JRPGs. So I'm, I'm well aware of how that works. Um, but the game's awesome. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the story right now where I'm at is kind of not as intriguing as it started as, and even some of the chapters that built up to this, but I'm assuming it will probably get more interesting. I feel like, I almost feel like I'm doing a filler episode in an anime. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> where it just kind of feels like I'm going through the motions. Like there is an objective in the overall story I'm trying to move towards, but the way they're going about it feels like they're filling. It feels like filler. So um, that's, that's fine. Cause I enjoy uh, all the, you know, extra stuff you can do in the game, all the, um, uh, you know, mini games and uh, the amount of like collectible stuff and, um, you know, crafting and making weapons and, buying weapons and gear and stuff like that um and playing around with the job system there's a job system in the game and i've been going to all my characters and changing their jobs out and kind of leveling them all to like rank uh 10 in their jobs just to kind of see what kind of skills unlock which are all really fucking cool um but yeah uh yakuza like dragon's awesome i highly recommend it to everybody who would be into that whether you're into brawlers um even the Though this is a JRPG, like the the turn-based combat still maintains that Yakuza brawler feel, um, which is really crazy. So much so that, like, I think the that it is traditional in being a JRPG. It still also feels like Yakuza in the sense that if you do like a normal attack next to a, like an object, like a bike, he'll pick it up and hit him with it and do more damage. So positioning kind of matters. Um, and uh, I do legit feel like it's one of the best JRPGs I've played in recent time, which is something I, I I don't feel like I would say or think I would say about a Yakuza game. Um, it's interesting, you know, Yakuza, they've made so many of them, and then they're like, we're going to make a JRPG. And I'm like, not only did they just were able to do that, they made a really good JRPG. But they reference Dragon Quest, like literally reference Dragon Quest all the time in the game. So you can tell, like, somebody's a fan of, like, Dragon Quest, which makes sense. Dragon Quest is fucking huge. You mean Japan? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
But it, the game really feels like a Yakuza game, but also a love letter to JRPGs. And it's a really fucking cool experience. It's it's so charming that like I'm glad it's taking a long time to play it because I don't I'm not gonna want to fucking be done with it when I beat it. I guarantee it. It happened with me with uh Dragon Quest, it happened with fucking even Final Fantasy fifteen and a lot of JRPGs I've played. Like you invest that much time, you beat it, and I'm like, I don't wanna be done with this shit. So um does have a new game plus though, so I'm excited for that because there's so much shit. There's there's places I go and it's like you need four charisma to go here, and I'm like fuck. I'm like when is that gonna happen? <laughs> like uh, so there's just there's there's so much shit going on in that game. I uh, I really love it. And then the last game on my list is Everspace Two, which came out in early access recently, and it is a uh, well third or first person um, space game. Um, it's not a sim. I like I had to stop myself because my brain's like space sim like it's not space sim um, plays very arcadey but it's cool because it's like a looter shooter as well um, everything you kill you get experience um, there's weapons and items you find all over the place um, that you can equip and then you can find like ones that have like different stats and better ones so you can kind of make a build um, and you fly around you do missions it is story oriented which is pretty cool um, I don't really care about the story too much so far but it's cool it has it um, and there's always like really neat things. So like you get into combat, which is, you know, fun and good and it's, and it's an arcadey game. So it doesn't feel as like intense, even though the difficulty is definitely there. I've died a couple of times. Um, there's all these cool little things. Like, uh, I found like a, a meteor floating, uh, in space and it had like all these like little red things on them. And I interacted with one and it started a timer for 30 seconds started going down. I had to like fly around the thing and activate every single red, uh, item and then uh i failed it the first time because i was like oh shit i ran out of time but once i activated all of them it, it blows it up and inside there's loot and then uh there's another one where there's this giant rock in space and like um there's a box that was locked and uh, like this hole and uh, on the other side of it there was this thing that uh generated like plasma batteries and you had to like grab one of those and you had like 25 seconds to get back to the side and then launch it into that hole um, which kind of reminded me of fucking Star Wars. Um, and then once you nail that, it opens up a box at loot. So there's all these like little mini things that, and it doesn't even tell you it's there. So like you got to kind of see it as you go. Um, but the game's really fun. The only thing I kind of wish it had is multiplayer. I think this game would be awesome with a, like in co-op. Um, obviously with a story, it'd be difficult, but there's been games that have, done that just fine whether it's the cutscene just pauses everyone's game and you both have to watch it or put the extra work in to incorporate the second player i think that would have made this game like a fucking like for me i'm, I'm really enjoying it i think it's really good but it'd be like a must-own space game in my opinion if they put multiplayer in this game so hopefully they do that i don't think they will um also uh the original everspace was a roguelike and this game's not um, people liked some of the systems they did with Everspace originally. I played it. I thought it was fine, but I was in love with it. But uh, they took a lot of the feedback people gave, and they like completely changed the game. Um, they, you know, they brought their arcadey uh, gameplay, but they made it into a single-player story-centric game and not a roguelike. So really interesting to see them kind of like, you know, as a small developer go like, well, people liked it, but they might like it more this way, and let's you know try that out. And they did it, and I think... They're going to benefit from it. So, anyway, Everspace 2, it's out. Um, 
I think on Xbox and uh, like Game Pass and uh, I don't know if it's on Game Pass, but I think it's out on Xbox and it's out on PC. So check that out if you are interested. Um, last thing I want to say on that too is uh, it's nice that it's not Space Sim because I like Space Sims a lot, but you got to really invest time to learn them. And a lot of them you have to like really like invest in your ship and not fucking destroy and shit. And this game feels more arcadey, so you can kind of hop in, do a couple missions, like a looter shooter, and hop out. And, like, I like both experiences, but it's nice that they went for that more, like, gamey shooter in space. Um, it's it's refreshing, so I'm happy about that. Uh, and I'm happy that I'm done with my list of games I've been playing, because I've been <laughs> playing a shitload of games. Um, and, yeah. So, uh, unless you guys have anything to say. Let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing recently. Uh, is there any games that um, you're playing that you think we should be playing? Uh, we did do the game releases, or I did, um, topic on the last episode, which was a tasty bit, so check that out. That's why we didn't do it this episode. Um, but uh, have you picked up any games uh, this month that have come out? Um, there's quite a few of them. And uh, yeah. Hitman 3. Hitman 3 is a game I really want to pick up. So Keep seeing people talk about that one. Yeah, uh, it's getting way higher praise than I thought I was going to get. Like, really fucking good. Um, people are saying like, like it's a must-play game, which the last two Hitman games have gotten pretty decent reviews, but this one, like, they're going nuts about. So hmm. um, I want to pick it up, but I don't have the time right now to play it, so I'll just wait to pick it up. I have a habit of buying games I'm not ready to play yet because I'm, like, <laughs> excited to play them, and then I then they build say. up my fucking my catalog of goddamn thousands of games. Um yeah, let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Okay, so uh, you guys know this already, but um, the Resident Evil Showcase that's been uh, kind of hyped up for the last couple of days was finally shown about 10 hours ago as of recording. Um, this shows off the new Resident Evil Village uh, with the 8 in the name, but they're like, it's not the 8th game. Um, okay, yeah, well, you keep playing your games. Um, in which they show, I think, a new trailer and some uh, info on this game that some of it, some of it got spoiled for me on Twitter. But uh, I still have not watched the footage. Um, so we're going to watch that. We're going to talk about it, react to it. Before we hop into this, though, um, anything you guys want to say? Are you guys hyped for this game? I'm sure Chevy's very excited. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, general thoughts on Resident Evil, where it's going, stuff like that. Anything you're hoping for um, before we watch this? The only time I've uh, ever really enjoyed Resident Evil, and this is probably blasphemy for a lot of people, but was playing them co-op. Yeah. That's, so. They're fun, the co-op games. I mean, I think they kind of weren't as good of games, um, but they're fun. Even yeah. the Resident Evils I kind of hate for their stories and how they fucked up the Resident Evil story, uh, I still like them. They're still fun. Yeah. Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, even, and I know people look at me when I say this, weird, but like uh, Resident Evil 4. I know when it came out, it was a big deal. It's huge for me. I fucking loved Resident Evil when it came out. That was the beginning of Capcom going, well, fuck this story. Uh, but the gameplay was fucking sick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got mixed feelings on those games. But, uh, yeah, the co-op games were dope. Chris, thoughts? I, I think the last time I played Resident Evil was the co-op Resident Evil 5. It's a fun game. I, they just, I don't know, they... I get they get in my head. Spoopy games these days just get in my head real easy. So yeah, they're fun to watch, but uh, playing them I just get too worked up. Definitely. Um, 
So I've talked about this before, and I'll, I'll talk about it real quick, uh, just to kind of catch people up on where I'm at with Resident Evil. I used to love Resident Evil. It was one of my favorite series back in the day. And then 4, 5, and 6 happened, and then all the fucking weird ones that branched out from that uh, happened, and I kind of like was not super into it. And then Resident Evil 7 came out, and uh, it, it was fucking... I, I liked it a lot. I think some of the story decisions they made was typical of Capcom and Resident Evil in going like... Well, we already have fucking 500 viruses, so let's do another fucking some kind of mold thing and just make this world the most complicated world ever. But um, the graphics were fantastic. They took a risk with the first person, which I'm not as into it as I am the third person, but it's neat. Um, But the thing that I really loved is they brought back horror um something i think resident Evil's been missing for a long time they fucked around with like the horror theme of things being like scary looking but they 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 completely forgot their way when it came to making you feel uneasy not wanting to go forward any further and resident Evil 7 brought us back to that i think it tapers off a bit the further you get into the game but the game starts out kind of fucking creepy as shit um and then resident evil 2 remake i think is it was like my fucking in uh, 2019 my uh, second favorite game of the whole year. It was fucking awesome. And I was like, holy shit, Capcom is back, dude. Like, this is like what I want. Um, so, and we don't got to talk about Resident Evil 3, but, um, <laughs> or the multiplayer that came out with that, which was a cool idea, but they just did not. What's with, what's with Japanese companies and multiplayer? And them just going like, here's, we're going to kind of half-ass this multiplayer, not support it. Um, I'm talking about like competitive stuff, uh, you know. Of course, Monster Hunter is not an example of that. Um, it's the opposite. Uh, the one of the best examples of supporting a multiplayer game. Um, but yeah, their versus shit's always fucking weird. Anyway, um, so moving into this, I was kind of worried about this game, and I'm glad that we're gonna see some more of it um, because the rumors were fucking crazy, and it seems like they were right. Um, that you know we'd be dealing with like werewolves, vampires, ghosts, and shit. Um, but from what I've seen so far, it feels like they're gonna handle it well. Um, so I'm excited to see you know wh- where they take this. But I'm really excited about this fucking game. Like all day today, I was like stoked to watch this. I'm like I gotta go home. I want to fucking I want to uh, uh, see what they show off. But also I found out that there's a demo. I have that downloaded right now. I'm definitely gonna fucking play that as soon as we're done uh, doing this episode. Um, but I- I'm re- I'm really stoked. I love the direction they're going in and with uh, Resident Evil right now. Um, they are going back to the first person thing. I think that's fine. I'm not, you know, I I, I don't hate it, but um, I wish they would make a um, Resident Evil 2 remake is perfect because the third person is it plays like an action game, but the pacing and the ammo count and all that shit is survival horror, and you're really up close. So it feels claustrophobic. It's perfect. Like I, that's what I want Resident Evil to be now. Um, but you know, everything I've seen on this game so far. The the new one, Village, uh, it looks amazing graphically. Um, and so I think, you know, what shows that off better than first person. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I hope it's it's awesome. I will be buying it first day. I haven't even watched the video yet. Maybe this will change my mind. But uh, my, my hype is there for sure, which is really cool. I'm glad I can be excited for Resident Evil again. So, um, yeah, so uh, I'm excited. I want to watch this. Uh, you guys ready to watch this? Yeah. Chris, you got the video ready? Yep. All right. Uh, let's start. Three, two, one, and go. Oh. 
saw someone on Twitter say they're pissed this is coming out for current or last gen. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome like, to our Resident Evil Showcase. I'm your host, Brittany Brombacher, here to give you a closer look into what Capcom has coming up for the Resident Evil Capcom's gonna fucking cut people off this early? Capcom's one of the big companies. And an exclusive first look at Resident Evil Village gameplay that you do not want to miss. So without further ado, let's get started. Why is this not a 1080p? YouTube's been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. We definitely have the bandwidth. Hey, now. Think positively, all right? We talked about this. I know. We hardly talk about anything else. So far, if you, if you showed me this and told me it was Bloodborne 2, I would have believed you. Mother Moreau, I was just going to say it's triple as fuck. Yeah. You that Ethan Winters has escaped that fool Heisenberg. Because he is in my castle and is already... Is that the fucking mommy everyone's fucking when I find going him. nuts about? Why? No, Mother Moreau. She big. Yes, of course. That's fancy looking. I see that too. She's like 10 I feet tall. There's already like pictures of her like fucking choking people out, slamming against walls and shit. People are mm. really excited about her. Huh. I think it's mostly Gen Zers. Someone please tell me what the hell is going on here? No. The place is full of nothing but blood and death. This is a fucking gorgeous game. Yeah. It, like it's, it's fucking really good looking. Yeah. I'm seeing it 1080. Yeah. And it's dark, which means it's gonna be fucking scary. Oh. Oh. More bugs. What the setting, too. This red deals with the fucking, uh, baby. Wow. Ethan Winters. There you are. <laughs> I mean, it looks she scary. She's massive. Oh, she big. People love a big mommy. Who the fuck are you? Let's see what you're really made of. Ethan Winters. <laughs> Father Gascoigne? What is, is this Bloodborne? I'm yep. telling you, it's Bloodborne. <laughs> that was him. It's an origin story. That was amazing, but I still have so many questions. Like, when can I pre-order this thing? Perhaps producer Pete Fabiano has some answers for us. That's your first us. question? Let's see what he has. That was my first question. Corny. Hey, everyone. I'm Pete Fabiano, producer. I'm here to tell you how to buy this game. When we first announced Resident Evil Village back in June. I'm here to tell you how you can exchange your money to me. I'm happy to announce that we've been working here to tell you my pockets are real big. Partner for digital. You can put the money Resident Evil Village in the monitor. Also be coming to PlayStation 4 day and date with PlayStation 5. 
the PS4 version can be upgraded for free cool. to the digital PS5. They really want it's good. It's they really want you to have an easy time getting it. To tell you exactly year. when you can get your hands mm -hmm. on the game. Gotta sell them consoles. Resident yeah. Evil Village will be available worldwide on May 7th, 2021. With pre-orders kicking off today. Alongside the standard edition, we have a few other options. That's very soon. First, yeah. I was speculating it was going to come out this year. But I thought maybe platforms. later in the year because it looks pretty fucking Players done. But I didn't know it's that done. With extra content, including in-game items. I heard some controversy over the deluxe edition because it says max difficulty, and people were thinking that um, max difficulty was only available through a pay option. It just gives you access to it right away. Whereas you play the game a couple times to unlock it. We have the Resident yeah, Evil that doesn't really bother me. Resident I always Evil play games 7, by their default difficulty first anyway, and then I move up if I want to. Yeah. While you wait for Resident Evil Village. Pre-order any of these additions, and you'll be able to get That's your cool. hands Console on both 7. the Mr. Raccoon Weapon Accessory and their Survival Resource if, Pack, which I, will I, offer I, additional I, Like, I didn't play 7. First few hours I don't know the character's, main character's Finally, name, but what if this is just a prequel to 7? That's why they're not saying it's not 8, it's like 7.1. Oh, I don't. I don't so think it's a prequel. The L's have little dots there. I think it's a All sequel because right. that's I've been for this. Chris Redfield I been for this. from Seven, and Ethan seems like it's a continuation. But I don't know. Alongside this first look, we have Pete Fabiano back to offer some insights as well. Let's take a look. He's just here. Cut back to you then. Now we're mm. here to give you an exclusive first look at Resident Evil Village gameplay. Cool. Just like in Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, you'll be taking control okay. Okay. of yeah. Ethan Winters. Yeah, I I'm predicting that this is 7.1. You'll make your 7. way from the village to the one. castle. Players will need to well, get in prequel. and search be... for their kidnapped daughter. Be As sequel. Be a sequel. Now, I know, normally it's two, but with the village, the, the dot dot with the seven and the one afterwards. We think it really draws players into the detailed world we've created. It looks so good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You'll see a lot of those little details come to life here. That's better than cutscenes used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the team put a ton of effort into creating a truly authentic feel. From art design to technology, everything ties in great and creates some beautiful visuals. <laughs> now it's time to meet some of the castle denizens. As you'd expect, a warm welcome's not really what's in store for Ethan. Let's take a look at him. Well, well, Ethan Winters. You escaped my little brother's idiot games, did you? Hmm. Let's see how special you are. Shifting gears a bit, we're finally going to show off some combat. Yeah, hopefully it feels a little better than 7, because 7's was a little stiff, and obviously it's a throw horror game, but... 
It's not just about shooting. Guarding will also be an important part of the game. That's a clean kick. Shotgun. Each type of enemy has their own distinctive fighting. Damn. So you need to change up your strategy to defeat them. Jesus. God. Everyone knows what to do with red barrels, right? I don't know. Some of you will remember a similar management system in Resident Evil 4. This time around, we've added crafts, which allows you to create items such as first aid and ammo. Hmm. There's also an assortment of weapons to find and utilize throughout the game. Ethan's a pro. Apparently. He's learned a lot since the last game. God damn. How do you know my name? Anyone who is anyone has heard of the likes of you. The merchant makes a return. This time he's known as the Duke. You'll be going to him to buy and sell weapons, amongst other things. The director wanted to give him a unique look, and you'll often find him in different situations each time you encounter him. They're one of them He's where he just has a heart fella. attack. <laughs> he eats well. Break shit. Smash away with your trusty knife. There's plenty of items to find in your trap. Wait, do you hear that? And we've also got extra objectives outside of the main ones. Ooh. Of course, it goes without saying that there'll be plenty of puzzles to solve for players to move forward. Oh, and uh, plenty of surprises to keep you on your toes. Yeah, ew, ew. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Make it stop. I haven't cut open a man in a while. Let me string you up, slice your jugular, and just walk. The teleportation is creepy. Well, that's one way to end the video. Vampires. Now that we've shown take you what's in store for Resident Evil Village, let's take a look at the exclusive PlayStation 5 demo. I'm gonna play it. They just show the whole demo. <laughs> it's fucked up this only came out on PS5. For this demo, players won't be playing as Ethan, but as a character we're referring to as the Maiden. Hmm. Unlike the actual game, this experience doesn't feature combat or even blocking. Hmm. It's like that VR experience they put out before 7 came out. Yeah. It's just like a fucking crazy experience. I will be doing a video on uh, the Maiden demo as well, so stay tuned for that. As they take the Maiden on her journey to find a way out of the castle. And you can download the exclusive demo on PlayStation 5 today. Of course, we want as many people as possible to get a chance to play. So we'll have a separate new demo available on all platforms ready for sometime this spring. 
game comes out in May, sometime this, this spring. This year the 25th anniversary Fucked of the Resident up. Evil franchise. So early April. But the very first yeah. game releasing in Japan mm, right back before. on March 22nd, 1996. Since then, the series has expanded well beyond the realm of video games. From toys and board games to CG movies to live-action Hollywood films, Let's not talk about the Resident live action. Evil has become a cultural icon. <laughs> Resident Evil continues to offer surprises around every corner, so let's pass it along to producer Yoshi Kanda to hear more about what you can expect in 2021. Earlier this month, we started inviting players to join a close beta test. He looks like that fucking the ancient aliens guy. Until later he does. Next week. He, does. he even but has the hands. I use fucking this aliens. To reveal more details. I can't stop With the 25th it now. anniversary of Resident Evil coming Zombies. on March 22nd, Georgia Sukulos. Where the fuck is We're excited to celebrate this milestone with our fans. Last September, we showed off a piece of key art showcasing Very some English. of Resident Evil's iconic characters to start the celebration. Now, I'm happy to announce what was behind that. Let's take a look. I want to take a look. This is what I thought you'd be interested in. Yeah, this was spoiled for me. Uh, of course it was. Almost like cell shaded. Like it's comic? got this weird like comic book yeah. filter over it, and I hate it. Was death persistent? No, from what I, from what I heard, that's that's the game. That's what it looks like. No, I was saying like it just Current. looks like a death match. Oh, and it's kind of cool. It's like all these characters from Resident Evil. Our reverse is one of the ways we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of the, franchise, part of the franchise, showcasing so many of the characters that fans love. It'll be oh available God. for free to anyone who purchases Resident Evil Village. So be sure to follow the Resident Evil social yeah. channels for the latest news. It's interesting. And check out the kind of what I said earlier though about uh, even more details. Resident Evil's attempts at multiplayer have uh, all been mm -hmm. pretty lackluster, so I'm not super hyped on it. On but it's free with the game, so I'll play it. Congratulations right, right. to the Resident Evil team on their 25th anniversary. We can't wait to get our hands on our reverse. For the occasion, we are bringing a celebration to our game, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. For a limited time, you will be able to collect some of the iconic outfits and items from the original Resident Evil trilogy. Everyone that logs in during the event will get Leon Kennedy's Raccoon Police Department outfit as a warm-up. Now let's have a look at some of these. Crossover? Crossover. Yeah, it's cool though. Game's about infections. Yeah, but it's like two huge companies. A lot of infections. Mm. It's not like Capcom is adding this up to another Capcom game. Right. Of course, I mean, I guess the boss on her head. All kinds of stuff. Wait. Don't shoot. Get down. <laughs> what the hell's going um, on here? Leon. <laughs> You're looking a little weird there, Leon. That guy was weird as fuck looking. バイオハザードの映像作品にて、プロデューサーを務めています。カプコンの小林博之です。Me too. 
この作品はですね、ネットフリックスにて全世界に配信になりますので、皆さんお楽しみください。Like 15 minutes of fucking buy this? Yeah. Have you bought it yet? Did you buy it? Did you buy it? How about now? Did you, you know, buy it? You know, it'd be a better crossover idea、hmm. instead of The Division, and no offense to The Division at all, but.、Uh, all the defen- defense. Fucking offense. Why didn't the they、division. just put Resident Evil characters into like Dead by Daylight or something? Because they didn't make that deal with them. I'm sure they would have. I'm sure Dead by Daylight would have loved to do that. It's Silent Hill. Yeah. yeah. Might be a conflict of interest. Jill and Nemesis.、There. Done. Probably didn't think about it. I'm sure Ubisoft is fucking. I'm sure you could pick up your phone and fucking they're already ready. Like, hey, what's up, dude? What do you want to do? <laughs> Will you put a <laughs> Taste of Loot gaming shirt in your game? Sure. That'd be cool. <laughs> be very cool. All right.、Uh, what do we think of the showcase?、Uh, what they showed off?、Uh, Resident Evil、uh, Village with that big old fucking eight in there. Um, And、uh, reverse. Or what is it called? Is it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. reverse. Yeah. So, eight or. And pre ordering it. You excited about that? We found out about that. I don't, I don't care about pre ordering it. You can pre order it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on Epic Games right now. Go. Uh, uh, yeah, so, anyways, game's beautiful looking.、Uh, Seven was also a very good looking game.、Uh, I am constantly impressed with Capcom's ability to make good looking games. They always raise the bar on themselves over and over again.、Um, they are definitely one of those companies who will make a good looking game.、Um, so I always appreciate that. I love that candy. There's a time during the Resident Evil 5, everyone's a fucking strip tree trunk. Era where the games then, I even back then, I don't think they looked that great. They looked fine, but like,、uh, you know, like Lost Planet,、uh, Street Fighter, and Resident Evil, all the stuff at that time, all looked like okay. It was all passable, but it wasn't like amazing. But if you think about Capcom in the beginning,、uh, they're going for like a photorealistic look with like Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2.、Um, obviously, if you look at it now, it's not going to look like that. Uh, but you know, they always were like prioritizing graphics even back then.、Yeah. And then now with this new、uh, RE engine, they're doing it again.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. And Monster Hunter World looked、yeah. great too. Well, I was、so. going to say, them, them and Square are both companies that are really like big about like games got to look good. Presentation, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. and I Capcom, appreciate that. Capcom almost more though, which is wild because I, I completely、yeah. forgot they ever cared about that. And then recently、mm-hmm. I'm looking at all these games they're making. I'm like, holy shit, these are really good looking games. For sure. Um, it looks scary, yeah.、Um, which is not hard 
to do for me. But even looking at it, um, I feel like they're nailing the horror element, which is great because um, I know that has been a complaint, uh, except for, you know, I've heard from you and other people that Seven did have um, good good moments in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Design of the characters and stuff like that. Um, though they look different from Resident Evil, they also look like they completely fit in Resident Evil. So that's also very cool. Uh, like you had kind of said with like the, the different monster types because they just keep adding elements to the lore of Resident Evil. Uh, even for someone who doesn't play like vampires and werewolves and stuff like that, it seemed like way out of left field and the way the vampires are handled they they look like they fit which is great i'm still not sold on the werewolves but the the vampires i think were done very well um especially with kind of the more like insecty thing uh, going yeah. on with them um i think it's very fitting because they've messed with insects in resident evil a few times now well it feels similar to uh seven in some ways which it seems it is supposed to be obviously because it's a sequel to that but um but didn't four and five also deal with like bugs? Yeah, but not. This seems. I mean, they'll have bugs in them, but like, uh, it seems in theme with uh, this video is just acting fucking stupid. Um, it seems in theme with with seven. Uh, seven had some really interesting things they're doing with like bugs and mold and stuff like that. Um, and she does make a reference to her brother, uh, like playing games with you and shit. Um, which makes it seem like it's uh. I forgot where I'm going with that. The bugs. Yeah. There's bugs in it. In theme. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I'm definitely not going to be playing it, but uh, I'm looking forward to hearing feedback from people who do play it because um, I've always had like an interest in Resident Evil, um, like in an appreciation and whatnot. I just, I can't play horror games. So, and yeah. then the reverse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cautiously optimistic i suppose uh i kind of like the idea that it's just a catalog of resident evil put in this little versus game and it looks like you start off as uh a non-infected and then if you die you turn into an infected so it seems neat yeah it uh it it's like they said it's to celebrate the 25 years or whatever but it does look shallow to me which wouldn't be surprising to me given yeah. given their um track record but uh that you're just playing all these characters from all the Resident Evil games fighting each other and you know when uh somebody died it looked like they turned into fucking uh I don't remember if it was Nemesis or, or Mr. X but um it almost seems like uh, yeah, when you're playing a character, you get shot and killed, and you get to turn into one of the fucking monsters from the game or something like that, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But I think it's more so, you know, just to celebrate the For series, sure. um, which I think is fun. But uh, I don't expect much from it, but it's kind of neat. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? Uh, it looks nice. It looks really well done. Um, I, I the whole time I think if it's Bloodborne though, um, even the monsters look like some of the enemies in Bloodborne, which is it's kind of cool. Um, but that's all I can think of the whole time when I see this is just, this is Bloodborne with guns. <laughs> They've not, well, more focus on guns, yeah. I guess. Um, it, it, I find the blocking mechanic interesting, but kind of weird. Like it's, it looks weird to think of like, just going like this, uh, you're blocking. Yeah. Um, but it, it does have like that double edge where like you're covering the screen with your arms so you don't see what's around you. Um, which could be interesting, but I don't know. I probably won't play it just because it's a little too spoop for me to <laughs> to play. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, I'm excited for, for Resident Evil because, I mean, I, I love Resident Evil too, but it, it's just something I don't play too much. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the block, I don't, I'm not super stoked about it because, uh, I mean, the way they portrayed it was really lame too. He just was like shooting and he stopped and went to, you know, showcase it. But like he puts his hands up and they start hitting him. I'm like, my mentality is like, I plan on not getting hit. So I don't want to have to use things to allow myself to get hit. So I'm wondering what kind of things they're going to put in the game to make you have to use that. Because in my head, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to use that ever. I never want to just block and not, you know, run away from something. Even in, like in a Resident Evil game, I'm always going to fucking run if I'm out of ammo or whatever. And, you know, try and find something to fight the enemy or use the knife and kill him or whatever. But like, I don't want to stand there and just get fucking hit. So I'm wondering what kind of stuff they're going to introduce in the game to make you feel like you need to use that. Maybe all these bugs flying around, you're going to go, whoa, and block the bugs. But, um, so I'm not, you know, super thrilled on that as a feature, but like I said, maybe there is something to it that, uh, they, they will be able to convince me otherwise. Um, do you have anything else to say on it? Nah, no. Um, graphics are fucking gorgeous. So every time I see, uh, you know, an RE engine game, I'm just fucking blown away by it visually. This just looks like the next step in that. This does look like a game that needs to be played on a PS5, uh, you know, or whatever next gen console you have. I'm glad that they are releasing it on the last gen um, because it's so early in the cycle that it would be stupid for them not to do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, it's 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 a gorgeous looking game, even not just on a graphical level, but in a detail level and a aesthetic level. Everything about it looks great. Um, I, I get your Bloodborne comparisons, but I, I like that um, snowy, almost European esque chateau castle look. Um, it does give me Resident Evil 4 vibes, um, but uh, you know it's been a long time since that game. It, this is a gorgeous looking game. Uh, I was even looking at like the snow effects and how like the blurred in the air and stuff like that it looked fucking awesome. The interiors are great looking, um, and yeah, like I said, I, I like the 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 visual style and the setting. Um, it's creepy looking, which I you know that's important obviously um and a departure from the swamp setting of of seven which is cool since it's a continuation of that story um guns look good um the gunplay looked very similar to the last game this isn't like a first person shooter it's not doom you're not shooting shit um but uh you know it looked good um the variety of weapons we saw too looked good um Resident Evil always has done a good job at making you really appreciate when you get the shotgun because they're fucking powerful <laughs> and you want to savor those fucking rounds and keep those for later when you really need them. Uh, this looks no different. Um, the vampires, I think, are actually a lot better than I thought they were going to be. So when I read those leaks that hinted that there's going to be ghosts, vampires, and werewolves, so far we've only seen uh, vampires and werewolves. Maybe they got confused in the leaks when they're flying around as the bug form um, as ghosts. I don't know. Maybe there is ghosts in the game. Um, I was worried because I was like, fuck, okay. So they've done so much shit in this series already that they're just going to take it to that shit because they're out of ideas maybe. I don't know. I don't think that's the case looking at this. I think the vampires are... Um, very convincing um, and feel kind of like what I was saying earlier in theme with the last game, uh, that that sweaty, humid bayou fucking setting, all the bugs and mold and stuff like that. It kind of feels like a, a advancement of that. Um, the main uh, big mama uh, made reference to uh, surviving essentially her brother's games or whatever. I think she's referencing uh, fucking Welcome to the Family from Seven, who... Uh, 
you know, spends a long time kind of tormenting you and chopping you up and fucking fighting you with a chainsaw um, and ripping the roof off a fucking car and shit. So be interesting if they're related. Um, maybe she's talking about somebody else. Um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, she uh, as an aesthetic is is interesting because she looks like um, sophisticated, but also like her height is obviously off-putting. You're like, why that big? I, I remember when they first showed her uh, a picture of her Everybody, including myself, everybody on at the same time in the comments, just like she she's gonna fucking chase you through fucking the building, <laughs> and she's gonna fucking be like uh, Mister X, and eventually she's gonna fucking turn into some crazy fucking monster. Um, so uh, just seeing her, I'm like, you know, she she's cool looking, but at the same time, I'm like, she's fucking dangerous. As soon as you see her, I'm like, Ugh, I don't, I'm I'm uh, worried about that. I like uh, the three. Uh, like fucking sisters or sidekicks or daughters. I don't know what they are uh, to her. Um, they look like they're going to be kind of like the family in seven that were like running around uh, screaming about how you didn't eat your food and fucking go nuts and shit. Um, but in a more interesting way. So I'm excited for that. Um, although they look like they're going to be fucking annoying uh, <laughs> flying around and shit. Um and yeah, they're uh, all the close-ups of when they're like in your face and shit. Like the facial details are so fucking good. Uh, even when the big mom was like looking up at the at the camera, or whatever. Like her face looked real. Like really yeah. fucking good looking graphics there. Um, they also do a lot of that, uh, and I haven't seen it in a long time in horror games. But like the the heads, like that don't sit still type of thing. Yeah, they seem I like hate. off. Yeah. <laughs> there is something off-putting about like not only just like how big she is, but also like you know and how creepy they're looking. But like, um, or they look, but like th- their movements and stuff seem like. And it kind of reminds you of Seven. And Seven, that whole family is like they they act like you know there's something up with them, um, which obviously there is. Uh, and yeah, the the vendor is really interesting. The dude, you know, um, hopefully is paying attention to his fucking blood sugar. Um, he's not. He's not. He, he likes to live wild and dangerously. Um, but I like the idea of uh, running into the guy over and over again, being able to buy uh, new weapons and upgrades and stuff like that. That looks really cool. Um, we'll add an uh, uh, interesting um, progression to the game. Um, there's a lot shown in that video. Um, it does look scary, specifically those people uh, down in that fucking cellar um, in the dark, very, very dark, which I love. That shit is... Uh, is more rare than it should be actual darkness in games. And so having a flashlight and having people kind of shambling at you in the dark, uh, looks fucking horrifying. So I'm stoked for that. The whole aesthetic of the game and the monsters and stuff look really cool. The werewolves I think are interesting because they're not like full on werewolves. They're kind of like this human hairy hybrid thing. So I think that's a safe area to go. Um, if they're going to explore that because, you know, there's fucking zombies in Resident Evil, so we've already gone into high horror territory. Um, just to have, like, cartoonish werewolves would be ridiculous. But the big dude, um, who looked like fucking Willem Dafoe from fucking The Lighthouse um, in big form, uh, that guy was was crazy looking. But, you know, fucking all the Resident Evils have, have had big enemies. And Resident Evil 4 had... Uh, giant enemies in the crowd of people and shit. So um, it's kind of typical. 
Uh, yeah, so all in all, very excited for this game. Uh, this got me even more hyped than I was before, so I'm really excited for it. I'm definitely going to play this. You guys don't have to play. You can watch me play it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be scared of shit, but I'll, I'll get through it. Um, Reverse, like I said before, seems like a cool little add-on. I don't expect much from it. It literally just looked like a fucking very simple deathmatch game. Uh, hopefully there's stuff to work towards in the game, but it feels like they're like, hey, Resident Evil's been around forever. Look at all these iconic characters you guys recognize. How cool would it be to just shoot each other with those characters? <laughs> um, so that, that's cool. I'm not I'm not super excited, but it's, it's free. I don't have to buy it, so um, that's cool. I'm glad this upgrades to PS5 uh, from the base console. That's smart. Um, that's something that we're going to see how everyone kind of handles differently because we've already seen some people go, you need to buy separate copies or you get the upgrade. So I'm glad Capcom's going the responsible route. Um, the Netflix thing, I mean, I'll probably check it out, but I'm not excited for that. Um, I've seen, I think Resident Evil's already had a couple CGI movies. I've seen, I think, one of them, and it was essentially... A John Woo movie. Um, it's like over the top crazy action. I don't know why they're still obsessed with that shit. When it comes to Resident Evil, I want it to be scary, and they're just like not worried about that. Um, demo. I got the demo downloaded. I'm gonna play that, and uh, I'll upload that. I'm really excited to try that. I also like they're doing the same thing that they did with the last demo for Seven, where it was like its own. That was almost like. Um, it almost seemed like a tech demo, but at the, at the time they didn't announce that it was like Resident Evil. Um, so you're just like sitting in a chair and this chick's like creeping around in VR. It's fucking horrifying. Um, it's a really good way to kind of... Um, I think I remember that. Yeah, push push hype for the game. Um, so this being released, I think it's smart that they released it during the showcase. But also um, I like that it's its own experience. Um, this dude from uh, fucking Final Fantasy XV... Um, Forgot, forgot that guy's name. Uh, I don't. I don't know why, because I really like Arden? that character. Arden, thank you. Uh, Arden <laughs> from Fifteen. I'm glad <laughs> to see him uh, back. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to find out what he knows about Ethan. I also like how everyone is referencing Ethan in this game. Like they all know him really well, or they've heard of him. So that's an interesting twist. Because in Resident Evil Seven, he's like fucking. A nobody. Well, he seems surprised by it too. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, and yeah, very, very cool. Uh, and all in all, I think it was a really good showcase. They showed off a lot of things. So a lot of stuff to be excited for when it comes to Resident Evil. So I'm very, very excited to play this. And May, May 7th, right are around you, the corner. Are you excited to know that you can pre-order it now? I don't really pre-order things, except for Cyberpunk's uh, crazy edition where you get all the stuff. And my PS5s, because I wanted to not do what a lot of people are doing now, trying to get them. So... Um, yeah, won't be pre-ordering this at all. Not interested. And that Chris Redfield uh, figurine, not interested. The thing was boring as fuck. No, no hate to anybody who wants that. If you're a big fan, get it. But him just standing there, that's not interesting enough for me to want. Um, plus the new Chris Redfield in seven is so fucking weird looking, and he's the thick boy in this one. Um, so I gotta see. I gotta see how they handle him in this because in seven he's barely explored. He just kind of shows up. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, huh. It's like right at the end. Right at the end of the game. You. He shows up. He's, wake the fuck up, Samurai. We got a virus to burn. All right. Um, yeah, anything else? Anything else, Chris? Chris? 
All right. Uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think of the Resident Evil showcase. Uh, what do you think of Resident Evil Village uh, with that big old eight in there? Um, are you excited for it? You're not excited for it? Uh, did you play seven? Did you like seven? Uh, did you play Resident Evil 2 Remake? That game's fucking great. Did you play it Resident Evil 3? Um, remake. Uh, what do you think about Reverse? Are you excited for that? Do you think that looks cool? Are you going to watch the Netflix show? Are you pre-ordering this right now? Have you played the demo? Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to be doing a video where I play the demo for the first time. You'll, so you'll see my reaction to that. And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to Resident Evil everything. 25th anniversary. Happy birthday. I almost said Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's that time again where we read you guys' comments. It's been a while since we've done this, and uh, we reply to them. Um, so yeah, if you'd like your comment to be for sure featured on the show, unless you say some crazy shit, um, type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. Otherwise, I pick at random. So if you're like, hey, you didn't read my comment, you should have typed in hashtag AskTLG, and I would uh, pick it. So uh, we did a video reacting to Monster Hunter Rise Digital Event and the Dead by Daylight dev tape volume should say volume one it just says volume um tape volume uh in which we watch those things and since then i've played the demo we got a comment from chumba punk 2077 aka cody who is part of the tasty crew i need to make this so you guys can fucking read what's happening on the screen here yeah oh shit why is it okay that's fine okay so chumba Punk 2077 says, I really like the new matchmaking and reward system. It was definitely a big gripe in the community. He's talking about Dead by Daylight. Uh, Clown seemed like he was missing something before, so it makes sense to buff him and give him more to work with. But he was already super annoying to play against. Lol. The current invisibility of Wraith definitely seems janky, so his update is just a plus. Um, this game needs a big facelift, so I'm happy they're finally pushing updates. It took forever, but goes to show how small the dev or how small the dev team is. Better late than never. As for locomotion animation, I really hope it doesn't fuck up the flow of the game. The jank is half the fun. I bet you DVD streamers will bitch about it at first. I'm for it, but it should play the same. Makes me a bit worried. Baby wants chicken dance. I'm just ready for more spooky. Are you ready for spooky? Uh, something I say to people in DVD all the time. Um, Monster Hunter Rise is going to be amazing. I'm downloading the demo as I type this. Let me know if you played that, Cody. Um, yay. Just what I need in my life right now. Another game to get completely addicted to. I have plenty to say on this, but do you guys have anything to say on this? This obviously is related to Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I don't really have much I can add to the Dead by Daylight conversation. But um, <clears throat> to kind of talk about the Monster Hunter thing real quick, it kind of bums me out that I'm, I'm not able to play it because my Switch doesn't turn on. So You still don't fix that? Ew. Well, fucking leaks have come out, and the Switch Pro is coming out, apparently. So you can just buy that because you have to. Except for I want my save files. Mm, that <laughs> old story. <laughs> that old thing so you don't need those yeah that sucks yeah it it's being really stubborn about it this time so i'm i'm wondering i'm hoping i can get it to like turn on one of these days and just take the memory card out because i think that's the majority of the problem so you can't just take it out now it, it won't turn on 
Yeah, but you can still take the memory out. Sure, but it won't turn on. Yeah, but for if you buy like another one or something like that. The saves are on the console. Uh, the games are on the, uh, the SD card. Nintendo, what are you doing? What are you doing, Nintendo? <laughs> Nintendo, why are you doing this? Why do you like this? Chris, anything you want to say? Uh, I'm glad they're doing some updates to it. I enjoy watching that game. I don't enjoy playing it too much, but uh, watching it is, is a fun go. Um, and updating the characters is great. They 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 always do good uh, support for that game. Um, so I'm glad it's getting more support. And uh, Monster Hunter, yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see if they release like a Switch Pro bundle with the Monster Hunter theme on it. Because if it if they do, I'll definitely fucking buy that like immediately. Cause oh yeah, I don't technically own a Switch, and I I kind of want one, but uh, I'd rather get like a Pro and uh, Monster Hunter with it. So yeah, hopefully they announce that soon. But there was this leak that came out that said that they're going to announce a Switch Pro, which has been rumored forever. And during that event, they're going to show Splatoon 3 and like a bunch of big titles, some Metroid game and some other shit, a Mario game. Um, so we'll see if that happens. But I do feel like they're going to do a Switch Pro or people keep joking and saying, um, what was it called? Uh, new 3DS? The new Just 3DS. say new Switch. It's, it's such a fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's simple to the point. You'd like tell if you're a kid and you're like, hey, mom, give me the new Switch. And they're like, hey, do you guys have the new Switch? Like literally, that'd be the name. So they wouldn't be pulling a... Give me the Xbox. Uh, it's got a, it's it's got that fucking yeah, seven um, X's in the title. There's a code to it. <laughs> it's a secret thing. It's that secret menu that uh, that everybody talks about. Um, Can I get the Xbox Atari code, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I talked with I talked with Cody enough about this game, but just you know, for anybody who might want to join in on this conversation. Uh, they are changing uh, matchmaking reward system. Uh, rank ranking will only give you blood points now, which is interesting. Once this gets implemented, um, we were talked about this. You watched the video with me. Um, the clown is already really annoying to play. Now he's going to have a speed buff that buffs his speed, but also players' uh, speed, which is really interesting. I think all in all, I mean, I talked about it in the episode, but I think all in all, it's a uh, um, some good changes. Uh, Cody actually has said since posting this that he played like an early build of it and he said it was kind of buggy, which makes sense. It's early build, but he said it, you know, it was, it was working pretty fine. Uh, bit, I almost said big, uh, for no reason. Um, thing I'm, I'm very interested in, uh, is the new locomotion animations. Um, because, uh, the game looks very janky when you play it and the way it moves and stuff like that. Um, the chicken dance he's talking about, I hope they they don't get rid of that, but we are watching the video and it, shows, it seems like they're they're getting rid of it, But uh, which is where you can just pop up and down really fast. Everybody does it. It's, it's kind of become a thing, um, and uh, it will suck when that's not around. Other than that, though, it does need a facelift for sure, so I agree with you, Cody. Um when it comes to that, uh, specifically the the when you're crawling, you you're just like on a flat plane, and it's like in the center view is the is the movement point. So if you turn the stick, you just like can look every direction. It just looks ridiculous. <laughs> so um, to smooth that out, make it a little more, make it look a little more premium. The game's been out for a while. They've been supporting it, like you said, Chris, like for a long time, adding a bunch of new stuff constantly. You know, give the game a facelift for sure. So um, yeah, I'm with you, and. Uh, 
definitely ready for more spooky. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is going to be amazing. I talked about it earlier in this episode, but I have played it. I want to know if you played it, Cody. I want to know if any of you have played it. Uh, let me know in the comments what you thought of it. And um, we'll definitely have to play that once it comes out because I want to play. Uh, everybody keeps telling me, like, oh, pick up Monster Hunter World on PC. Pick it up on PC. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking start over again. And then Chris tells me that you can get through the base stuff pretty quickly. So I'm kind of tempted. But now there's a new Monster Hunter coming out. So I'm like, I think I'm just going to put my fucking time into that one now. <laughs> I've played the show, World. I love it. I, I need to play more uh, Iceborne for sure. But because I never beat that. But Same. um. But now that there's a new Monster Hunter, I think I'm going to be putting my you know hundreds of hours into that one now because it's brand new. Um, and I have been missing that uh, co-op experience that mo- only Monster Hunter can offer, really. Even the games that you know fall into the same genre, they don't do it the same way as Monster Hunter. Um, so yeah, we'll have to play that, Cody, and uh, everybody else, obviously. Um, thanks for the comment, Cody. And moving on to the next video, which was Cyberpunk 2077. Did it live up to what you expected? This was a uh, little clip I took out. Uh, I haven't really done this before, but uh, when I stream, every once in a while there's a conversation I have, and it's like three hours into it. And I'm like, nobody's going to see that. I don't think everybody who's watching these is watching the whole stream. And if you are, fucking... God bless you, but uh, yeah, thank you for that. But uh, I think I feel like the mass majority of people aren't going to see that, so I've been kind of uh, playing around with cutting those sections out and putting it up as content, so people can just watch that conversation and maybe have something to say on it. And in that, I uh, I was asked if uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven lived up to what I expected. And I would recommend you watch the video. I'm not going to go into that too much uh, here, but we got some comments. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of read them real quick to kind of give you some perspective on how other people reacted to the release of that game. Um, and yeah, so from uh, Agamemnon, I always have a problem saying your, your name, to uh, Agumon. They, Agumon says, <laughs> I wanted Agumon, um, says, oh, for gosh. me as a Cyberpunk 2020 fan, 2077 was a colossal disappointment. I've played it for only about an hour. I don't see myself ever getting back to it, which is a shame to hear. Um, but you know that I've I've literally with this game I've I've gotten to the point where I don't even like talking about the game anymore because like what's what's been said has been said and the conversation is tired to me. But it is still amazing to me how vastly different opinions on this. They're not even like the people who it's not the Last of Us Part Two where people either fucking hate it or love it. It's to varying degrees of how much people either like or dislike or understand where it's at. Like it's so interesting. So it's it's uh, it's an interesting point of view. One hour in, don't want to play it again. It's very interesting. Uh, got in. This is from Remainder. Got in the thumbnail pog. This is actually the person who who asked me, "How are you this calm when I was talking about the game?" So yeah, you made the thumbnail. Congratulations. Uh, somebody else in the community made a thumbnail recently, and then I took him out. Um, <laughs> It's like, you need to get the fuck out of there. Uh, Simon Borderline, Dumpster Fire, Randall says, finna take no more than 15% of the profits because he is in this video having this discussion with me. So thank you for uh, initiating that conversation uh, and having that with me. But uh, 15%, we'll talk. Um, Eric Schmidt says, I miss the days when a game came out damn near flawless been a pc gamer since 95 and it went from quality final versions with maybe a patch or two on release back then now releases are an absolute beta level shit show seems like it's actually acceptable to screw people that do pre-order i'm just gonna scoop up cyberpunk when it hits 20 bucks on steam um 
I was talking about that right now. So I agree with you, but this is something that's been going on since like the Xbox 360 era when games come out unfinished. Um, I know it's easy because I agree with you in the instances that this does happen. It sucks. Like, yeah, of course it sucks. But you got to realize also that this was happening on a smaller scale a long time ago. The E.T. game was unfinished. It was a colossal shit show. Um, And there is a bunch of examples of games that come out now that are completely finished. We just don't talk about them because we got what the fuck we wanted when I bring up all the time. And it's a weird example, but it's a good example is Neo 2. It's done. You get the game. It plays fucking great. looks great. There's no no fucking bugs. The game's yeah. complete. It's finished. It's an awesome package. Um, there's a bunch of games that come out like that. And then there's a lot of games that do come out in early access. So they have the excuse of going, hey, you bought this in early access. You agreed to this. The disclaimers there, yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm, Cyberpunk mm-hmm. is a great example of... What not to do. Of what not to do in your execution. <laughs> not in making a game. The sure. game's great, but the problems it has, the very real problems that you cannot fucking argue for certain different uh, ways of playing the game um, is a colossal fucking shit show in yeah. some ways. And it sucks to see that happen, but the game is still great. If you have played it, enjoy it. Some people have played it and didn't enjoy it. But the mass majority of people I've talked to who have actually played the game because they can play the game, in my own you know personal experience, they all have loved the game. So, yeah. um, but Min- it, Minus people who were expecting it to be Grand Theft Auto for some reason. Yeah, which I never said it was going to be. Yeah. But um, uh, but it is an example of a game coming out, and in my opinion, and now with more and more reports coming out of saying that they wanted this game to come out in 2022, I've been saying since I played it, it feels like an early access game. I feel like I'm playing a game that's not finished. Um, yeah. It was not uh, sold as that. That's the mistake. Um, Management. It is an example of what not to do when releasing a game. And it really sucks that it was like this hyped of a game that that happened to. And there's of course other examples too. I mean like, you know, we can go down the list of fucking Anthem, Fallout 76. There's a bunch of games like this recently that's just like completely unfinished um, when they come out. Um, and I wish the best of luck to all of them. But I agree with your point when you say that, you know, it's it does suck that we live in a time like that. But I think it's important to uh, look at the games that do come out that are finished. I think Nintendo is a great example. They don't release shit that's unfinished. Their shit comes mm-hmm. out. It's mm-hmm. fucking premium. It's done. Um, there's a lot of really good examples, and, and it's it's definitely worth uh, seeing those and not viewing it all. As For sure. We're always getting fucked over. I mean, when these things happen, you'll hear people complain about them like they've been personally attacked by the people that release this, and they have this distrust of the whole industry. And it's like, it's mostly from the biggest companies, which is the weirdest thing. It's the biggest companies that release the fucking most unfinished games. Um but it's the sheer volume as well. They're releasing games that are completely finished as well. Ubisoft's releasing games like Just Dance and stuff. Like, I don't play those, but fucking, you never hear about those feeling unfinished. Like, um, or, you know, Rayman, stuff like that. It's Rainbow Six Siege, when it came out, was finished. They got more popular with the amount of content they added later, but that's a game as a service game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of variables to it, and I think it's a completely valid. Uh, concern and complaint to have about the industry, but I think it's also important to kind of shine the light on the games that don't fall into this, and those should be celebrated. I mean, I brought up Neo 2. That's a game that should be celebrated. It's a solid-ass game. Um, and no one bitched about it being like, wow, fuck, it wasn't done. It's not a thing. So uh, do you guys have anything you want to add on that before I move to the next comment? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> it's not really necessarily a direct response to anybody, but it did 
remind me uh, of a point I, I would like to make if, you know, anyone cares to even hear it is essentially like if you're going to buy games in this day and age, uh, we like if you heard even during the Resident Evil thing, we were making fun of pre-orders all the time. Stop pre-ordering games, man. They come out unfinished and you spent money on it yeah. and you basically told them this is okay. You bought it before it came out. Yeah, you gave yep. them. They, they yep. got the money. Stop pre-ordering. Yeah. And if enough people stop pre-ordering, they would stop trying to incentivize pre-orders. Um, because the only reason they're doing that, back in the day, pre-orders meant something. There was going to be limited quantity of things and they wanted to see, uh, you know, well, they, they wanted to print. Well, yeah, they wanted an estimate on how big people, you know, the internet does a lot for that now, but like yeah. back in the day is like how many people actually want to buy this game, but also, um, th- there was actually a reason to have it nowadays. It's just like, will you give us your money now? Yeah. I mean, the game's coming, but will you, you'll pay us now. You'll give us the money now. Okay. And, uh, we'll, we'll give you an orange shirt in the game. Yeah. Like, you know, of course that varies or whatever, but that does incentivize companies to just expect your money regardless. Yeah. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. because the game is going to come out, they're going to take your money. And and a lot of people will give it to them. I don't pre-order games um, for that reason, but also uh, most of the time the incentives aren't that great. Um, Yeah. But this does lead to them not being held accountable for fucking releasing games. They made their money. People bitch and like. The 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 um the reaction does affect things, but that's long term reputation. Yeah, reputation's yep. long term. Yep. But uh, if if they just make their money before, I mean, Cyberpunk, and I wanted to succeed, and it did succeed. It made a crazy amount of money before it came out. It sold millions of copies millions. before the game came out. There's games that will never see the amount of copies sold that Cyberpunk did when they released their game, and Cyberpunk sold those copies. Before it came out, yeah. Um, so what less? I mean, CD Projekt Red's gonna listen, but other companies, EA, fucking Activision, the, you think they give a fuck? They made their money now. Yeah. They released the game. Yep. You gotta accept yep. it. Um, yeah. and then we've seen the hurdles you gotta fucking jump through with like Sony to get those refunds. It's it's it uh, disincentivizes trying to get refunds. So you're sending that fucking example of like, Hey, you're gonna get my money anyway. So I'm going to complain about the game when it comes out, but I already gave you my money. So yeah. So and they're not paying attention to what you're saying. Yeah. So to wrap it back around, yeah, sorry, that's fine. Stop preparing <laughs> games. And then depending on your financial comfort, how many games you buy in a year, whatever your, your at home circumstances are for, for playing and purchasing video games. Don't, you don't have to be a day one buyer either. Right. Maybe the game isn't $60, and you're not going to know that because it's not out yet, right? And the game comes out, you let other people play it who might have expendable income um, and may not view spending the $60 or $70 um, as this you know, huge thing that's going to affect them. And so like, they could have a disappointing time and not affect them on multiple levels, financial, emotionally, whatever. Um, as heavy hear what they have to say about it people you trust uh whether it's a youtube a magazine whatever uh what they have to say about the game and, and make an educated purchase like just it, like someone mentioned waiting until it's 20 bucks do it if, if yeah. that's your comfort zone right and the game's gonna be out longer it's gonna have more time for fixes and stuff like that and at the end of the day you're gonna get the better deal than most of us 
Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the opposite of pre-ordering. He's waiting until the price goes down. He's going to buy it and play and, it. And, and fix the, game. The, the, and, the game will be better by then. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it will be less of an impact for them than somebody who bought it and uh, may have loved it or may have hated it. Yeah, uh, when it released, Chris, any thoughts on that? It just I, this is something that I, I've noticed, kind of a trend as as games and consoles uh, had access to the internet. Uh, it, it kind of became more and more normal for bigger companies, like you said, to release games that are not fully developed because they can take the hit financially. And it's easy in a mindset to be like, okay, well, we'll release what we have now because people really want this, and then we can update it later as we go. Um, because they have that technology now, whereas like older games, like you had to release a game that was finished, yeah. otherwise you were destroyed because you couldn't fix it then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying I I don't I like this idea concept either. I don't pre-order games um, anymore just because of that burn that I felt before of like games kind of like not being what I expected them to be, and that that's partial on me because I have an expectation of something that's not released yet. Um, but just the the whole incentivization of like you know bonus content too is just kind of a joke these days because ninety percent of the time you give it two weeks and that pre uh, bonus content is released for free so there's no real incentive anymore to pre order games outside of your own hype and and at that point the company already has your money they don't really have to put much more else into it really from a financial point of view they've mm-hmm. got your money it doesn't matter anymore so it it sucks. But you've got to think ahead of like, you know, I get the the hype of wanting to be like day one playing it, but you got to be a smarter consumer these days, especially with how easy it is to release this kind of content and kind of update it as you go. For sure. Um, I think being educated on anything you buy is important. I think a lot of people don't look into things before they buy them. Um, Or be willing to throw away your money. If, sure. if you're yeah, not yeah. willing yeah. to be if educated. You have, if you have the expendable income or you just are willing to go, well, you know, they got me this time. I do um, that all the time with certain things. Like I have a comfort zone. This is throw up, up to a certain point. I, I'm comfortable throwing away. After that, I need to do some research. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a price point where if I pass that, I have to look into it. And then I have a higher price point that I do like a week of research um, mm-hmm. before I buy it. Um one thing I want to insert in the whole conversation as well, just to shine a light on it, not necessarily to defend or uh, not uh, to attack, um, is that uh, dev cycles for games really hasn't changed, but the amount of people working on them and how ambitious they are and the technologies that they're adding. I mean, like the new Grand Theft Auto, apparently, Rockstar put out a patent for some like crazy advanced fucking NPC AI that they're working on, which doesn't surprise me at all. It's fucking right. rock star. They're always pushing, uh, you know, the limits of, of what they're capable of doing at the time. Um, the amount of work that gets put into games now at the same amount of dev time that they were doing before is insane. So it, it really, it doesn't show that, that, that it can't, they can't put out a finished game, just higher ups, uh, want to be making the same chunks of money in the same amount of times as they're used to that three-year you know development cycle. Um, regardless if the game is finished, they try to get, they try to get it to a fucking state that's playable and done, and then they promise the added content of the whole package as the game's released. That's a very common tactic tactic now, and I think it is because it's harder to make games. Um, it's easier, but it's also harder uh, when you're a AAA developer because 
the amount of technologies involved, the actual in-studio mo-capping you gotta bring people into, uh, all the different technologies they're adding to the games and the amount of people working on these games and how fucking ambitious these games are. Indie developers are not making games like, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Division 2. These games are not being made by indie developers. It is a fucking huge task to make these games. Seems easy enough for AAA developers because they have the fucking funds, they have the people, they have, you know, the, the most talented people in the industry working for them. But they're pumping these games out every fucking three years. Um, and if it's not just that game they're pumping out, a company like Ubisoft's pumping out fucking games a shitload of them every year. Mm. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion, fucking Valhalla. These are huge, ambitious games, and uh, they're putting them out quickly. Um, so to get those games unfinished um, is very likely. But we live in this ecosystem now where people accept that they will buy the game and, and wait for the rest of the content later. Um, and uh, it, it is, it's a back and forth. You know, they are at fault, but so are the people investing in it. Um, I'm not saying anyone's bad. It's just that's the ecosystem. That's the fucking trade-off. Yeah. Um, and as a consumer, you have your responsibility in the process as well. I agree. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel like this is a topic we could talk about for a long time, for sure. But uh, I thought it was a really interesting point to make. Uh, anything else you guys want to say on that comment? No. Or that topic? All right, I'm going to read this real quick. And by real quick, I mean it's going to take a little bit because it's a big comment. This is from Awesome Skeleton, and they say, for how big the game is, I'm sure there will be more updates and DLC for Cyberpunk for a long time, like what Rockstar does with GTA V, and that game is still going strong online for almost eight years, I think. It's Yeah, it's it, they, they said they're going to treat GTA online like an MMO, and early on I'm like, eh, kind of doing it. Now I'm like, no, nah, they made an MMO at this game's point. It's been out since 360, man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> It's, that's fucking crazy. Um, continuing, uh, I'm pretty happy that CD Projekt Red are listening to hardcore fans of the game when it comes to what we want in the game. Uh, that was taken out in additional requests if it does pass the developers. I think I brought up some ideas and what I want in the game in your previous videos. I've been looking at so-called monorail subway system from around the city, and I'm here thinking... Uh, there is no way CD Projekt Red build that massive game with no monorail going around Night City. I hope we see something happen in upcoming DLC and future DLC. I thought of police station quests and bond missions like getting hired as a bounty hunter and track down bounties all around Night City and getting rewarded with eddies. The cool thing about the idea is when you catch your bounty, depending on level, some may be tougher to catch based on their level, so you can either catch them alive or opposite, and once you catch them, there will be an animation of you arresting uh, the person, then after that, you rewarded or you're rewarded eddies. Another thing that needs to be added uh, for future DLC is Night City Fire Department and Fire Truck. But since it's 2077, I'm sure uh, I'm sure it will be um, something similar to what Trauma Team and Arasaka use. I'm really in, or I'm really hoping they fix the NPC issues and also the issue when it comes to police or corpos patrolling the streets as well. Uh, because that would be cool little feature of V getting arrested and being put into the police car, taken to jail, and Victor has to bail you out. Uh, I hope they fix the system that comes to police chases on foot and vehicles. Uh, ideas uh, from GTA, Mafia, Watchdogs, CDPR should have hired some of the guys that did on foot police chases from Mafia and car chases from Need for Speed Heat because the cops were aggressive big time 
when getting chased. Um, so there's a lot there. One thing I'm going to be able to respond to like half of your comment in, and I've talked about this already on stream and in episodes, is I think the biggest problem with Cyberpunk 2077 that could be, uh, that would fix a lot of people's issues is the AI needs work um, in certain ways. Uh, not with everything, but like police for sure, I think is the biggest culprit. Um, and then uh, the inconsistencies of AI. Sometimes the AI works fine. Sometimes it does weird stuff that I've experienced. I've talked to other people who said, I've never seen that before. So of course it's cyberpunk. Everybody's got different issues going on, but it is the most consistent thing I hear people complain about and the most consistent consistent thing I've experienced. So that's a lot of what you're talking about here. I agree. Uh, as for uh, extending the game, I think CD Projekt Red will, I think they're in a plan for stuff they're gonna add to this game anyway, and we're gonna get that. I think they're gonna probably do more than they planned on doing as well to save their reputation. Um, I don't, I think that's right up their alley. I think CD Projekt Red, uh, say what you want to say about the higher ups. I think they do care about their, uh, reputation. Um, I think they've cared about it for a long time. And I think this fucking hit, uh, to the reputation, uh, is weighing heavy on them. And I think they're going to do everything they can to fix that. As for, you know, adding big new features to the game, we'll see. Um, some of that stuff, I don't think they probably were going to do, but I think it's more possible now that they would do it because of, um, just all the, the, um, the talk around the game, but also the, like the leaks that came out that they say aren't even real. There's a lot of confusion going on about, you know, what happened with this game. And I think, um, it probably be pretty cool for them to add whole new things to the game, uh, whole new things to do in the world. Um, to uh, just sweeten this package. Um, it would be very cool to see them uh, support this game for years. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I'd love to see a lot of that stuff um, that you're talking about. Obviously, you guys, I don't think Chris is playing this at all, and Chevy's barely played this, so you guys can't really add a whole lot in that regard, but what do you think about that comment? Um, it's hard for me to comment on a lot of that. Uh, the one thing I, I will say is, as far as like, long-term support goes i really do hope that um they kind of do pull a rock star and um you know add some stuff to the game but when they do eventually release the multiplayer i hope that is a long-term support that they keep adding features to because for sure the idea of uh being able to live in night city with my friends i think is the more exciting uh, prospect of the game uh, as much as i'm looking forward to sitting down and then eventually playing through the single player aspect of it um, it's very likely as much as I'd, I'd like to say I'm going to replay it. I, I don't have a lot of time to do that kind of stuff uh, versus like, you know, something I can hop in, play with my friends for a little bit is always more appealing because, um, you know, I don't have to worry about forgetting what I was doing. And I could just hop in anytime and play. So. Yeah. And if they're going to support something, I they they got to fix this game. They do. And they got to add features to it that might be missing, possibly if they can, if that's true, just because I think that would make people happy. Um, and I know they want to do that. But if they're going to do long-term support after they fix this game, I think it is the multiplayer that they need to put that into. Um, if they can give you an experience similar to, well, depending on what your experience is with the game mm -hmm. now, um, if they can give you an experience similar to that with your friends, fix the game and have the multiplayer work the way it's intended to, th there's going to be excitement around Cyberpunk um, in a, a in a bigger way than there is now for the people who are enjoying the game. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think it'd be really cool for that to be something that they continue to support in that eight year, you know, fucking not that they have to put that much time into it, but you know, that Grand Theft Auto online way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is something I just thought of when you brought the multiplayer. No, for sure. You want to play it. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of people going into cyberpunk, um, outside of the people who were sold in the video game department of it, a lot of people know it from multiplayer pen and paper. So for that, sure, that is kind of the dream, I guess. Yeah. Chris, any thoughts? Um, I, I think you guys covered it pretty well. I don't really have too much to add because I'm not playing the game currently. I don't even own the games. Yeah. Can't add too much of that front, but, uh, I always am down for games being supported after they're fully developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thank you everybody for your comments. Thank you uh, for starting some conversation there. And thank you, uh, Awesome Skeleton, for um, sharing your ideas on where this game could possibly go. Um, last video was the most recent video where I talked about fucking delaying Tasty Tuesday and essentially covering a topic, which was the new Star Wars game coming out by Ubisoft, being made by Ubisoft. And um, I I want to, I want Chris to watch this fucking professional soldier game, but it's going to be too difficult to do right now. But anyway, I talked about all that stuff. Make sure to check out that episode. Um, and uh, yeah, we got a comment from Jeremy Melendez saying, uh, in that video, I talk about the Indiana Jones game being made by Bethesda as well. Uh, he says, Indiana Jones, I fully expect to be Uncharted, an, un, uh, an Uncharted clone with an iconic character, but a shittier story, which is ironic for obvious reasons. Also think it'll be exclusive for Microsoft as a counter to Uncharted. Basically, the only selling point would be that it is Indiana Jones. I have little faith, honestly. Um, so... In case you guys don't know, uh, Bethesda got the rights to an Indiana Jones game they're working on. Uh, I essentially said that I really don't have any standard or reason to believe it's going to be good or bad. It's Bethesda, and at this point, I don't have any faith in them. That could change. I want it to change, but as of right now, I don't fucking care. Um, so what do you guys think about that? But what, what do you think also about Jeremy's comment? Um, I think he makes a really good point about the Microsoft countering uncharted essentially then that's interesting yeah we're, we've yet to see if they're going to take that approach of exclusivity with that company or not i i know they have not done that with um mojang or i'm probably screwing that up mojang mojang um, whatever mojang there we go uh mojang so yeah I, I i'm not gonna assume anything in that regard if it's exclusive it's exclusive if not it's not um, I am in a position, obviously, to be able to just play it on PC. Um, as far as Bethesda making a video game, <laughs> um, we'll see. I, I we'll see if they make a game. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in a position to be excited uh, for them to make anything. Um, I want it to be good. And if it is good, awesome, because they are a capable company of doing so. I do think they got too comfortable, and I'm hoping uh, that they get motivated soon. <laughs> do you think the Indiana Jones game would be a – do you think it would be Skyrim um, repainted, or do you think it would be like a third-person game? Honestly, I have no idea. I, I VR experience? I think 
speculating on it is literally just me making up fantasies for it. So making um, a better game than Bethesda probably will. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Chris, any thoughts? I, I, I don't know if it will be an exclusive just because, you know, Indiana Jones is a Disney franchise. So it's in their best interest to put it out everywhere. And I don't know Disney to be very exclusive with a lot of things. I don't know Disney to make a lot of games, to be honest, but, um, when I think of exclusivity, Disney does not come to mind. Um, as far as Bethesda making the game, like you said, I, I, I have no expectations for this game whatsoever. I'm not even clamoring for an Indiana Jones game, to be honest. Me I don't neither. know who is. Like, who is asking for this content? I've known a couple of people That's... who are like Indiana Jones fans. And I think a lot of people are I... like entertained by the movies. I've known a couple yeah. people who are like, fuck yeah, I love Indiana Jones. I'm like, that's interesting. Um, but I'm not one of them. Like, I, I, I think... Um, what's the one where they drink out of the cup and the invisible bridge? That's the best one. Oh, uh, the last crusade. Yeah, that one's a cool one. I dig that one. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember the name. I, they're fine movies. Um, but to make a game like they they already made games inspired by Indiana Jones that are far better than I think what Bethesda will be able to make. Uh, if they make something awesome, fuck yeah, dope, dude. I want that. Awesome. I want Bethesda to make dope games. I'm not saying they shouldn't I want do dope it. Games. I want dope games. <laughs> if Bethesda makes some fucking cool, but from what I've seen Bethesda do for fucking years, I just don't. I I don't have it in me. It doesn't exist to be excited for something they make. Um, and then it's Indiana Jones. We, you know, like you said, I'm. Anybody making Indiana Jones a, a game, I'd be like, okay, that's interesting. I mean, we'll see what happens when you yeah, make that. Yeah. I'm not like, fuck yeah, finally. I'm just like, eh. it's like when the Ghostbusters game was being made. And I heard it's, it's a fun game. I never played it. Um, we're like, Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters game. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't have much to offer you, man. That's not, that's not my territory. Nostalgia is a powerful tool. Yeah, you know, I grew up in the fucking '90s as a kid. I didn't grow up in the '80s. Like fucking, you know, I don't have a strong affinity for like a lot of those things that were like in the eighties to the nineties, early nineties. So, you know, it's like it's Jurassic just... park and fucking hackers. That's where it begins for me. Like if you make a hackers video game, I get stoked. If you made a Jurassic park game, I'll, I'll, I'll be stoked. Like, how do you, how do you it's, make it's... an unironic hackers game? Make it. Iron- Dude, I don't give a fuck. I would love <laughs> yeah. a hackers game. <laughs> it's falling into this weird territory that like, that, doesn't always translate well in fact historically it doesn't it's like video games made into movies the movies do terrible and movies that are made into video games the video games are always kind of shit for my there's been some good ones though those are those are both only because of lack of respect for sure and a lot of times games made from movies are just a tie-in that the 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 production company is just trying to build hype for the movie spider-man so um Mm -hmm. but there's there Mm -hmm. is there is great video game or movie video games. Uh, there's no great video game movies. There's some yeah. good ones, I think. I would make the argument there's some good video game movies for sure. It's it's that's actually really easy for me to say. Uh, but there's not a good there's not a huge example of that. But there's some fucking fantastic games that have come from movies. Um, the the Spider Spider Man uh, games. Um, the Riddick game was fucking sick. Oh, like yeah. it's really good um really it's, well yeah it's him. weird it's weird to say that but it's really good um there's a there's a bunch of them um but uh i i the mad max game was really good i liked that 
Um, it's not a great game, but it's good. It's good for sure. I liked it a lot. They, I, if I looked up a list, I'd be able to point out a bunch of them. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure. Um, and like Chevy said, when that is bad, it's because there's a lack of respect. It's business. They don't care about the property, specifically with the movies. Video game movies are typically people. I, I remember I read a list in like the early 2000s of all the video game properties that had been bought up by studios. And they were just waiting because they're like that brand selling really well. Lock it in. They don't give a fuck about the game. And I've bitched about this a million times. I have a really strong opinion about this shit. But fucking, uh, it's just a lack of respect for sure. They, they're just trying to cash in on something that's popular. Yeah. Um, and every once in a while you get somebody who respects the property and tries to do their best. And then producers step in and overcomplicate it and don't give them the budget they need and don't have faith in the project. And all that. It's, it's fucking complicated. Look, I'm going to need about $1,000 for this this rig I need for this shot. I'll give you 350 I'll give you three fifty. Just make sure that guy looks like Sub Zero, so we can sell this <laughs> on the poster alone. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anything else? No. 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 Okay, so um, I mean, I I, I responded to you and I, I talked about this in that episode, but um, Anna Jones doesn't do much for me. Um, I think Uncharted already, you know, there's that that. Uh, around Uncharted 2 there was that joke of Indiana Jones passing his hat to Nathan Drake um, not saying he shouldn't make an Indiana Jones game but just like you know what are you going to do with it um, Bethesda no hype there um, I'm with you when you say have a little faith or whatever um, I think your point though when you say exclusive uh, for Microsoft to counter Uncharted I don't know if they're going to do that but I could see them doing that because Microsoft sometimes comes out and does these little fucking like you know we're we're going to we're not going to make companies. We're just going to buy ones out, buy ones out, or buy ones, buy ones out. Um, and I was like, that sounds weird saying that. Um, <laughs> we're going to buy them out. And then we don't know if we're going to fucking lock Sony out, only Sony. But, you know, it's not off the table. We might do that. Like, you know, most time Phil Spencer's like, oh, yeah, we're just all having fun. And gaming's good. And I, I like Phil Spencer. He's a cool dude. Um, but then he does that stuff where they're like, are you going to make it so Bethesda games don't come out on other consoles? Like, well, we can make it so they don't come out on Sony for sure. But I don't know if we're going to do that. And I'm like, well, that's kind of <laughs> fucking sinister. Um, so is it possible? Fuck yeah, it's possible they could do that. And there's no Uncharted out coming out. Uncharted 4 is the end. They could make more Uncharted later for sure. But uh, in this absence, I mean, the Tomb Raider trilogy is done. I'm sure they can make more. But in this time, like, there's room for somebody to take up. Yeah, that. it's kind of vacant right now. Yeah, it's vacant, and Sony or not Sony, Microsoft could come out and be like, "Hey, we have a third-person uh, action adventure fucking puzzle treasure game. Um, we're the only ones making a new one, and it's Indiana Jones. You guys fucking know what that is. That's a brand. It's big, and uh, you're not gonna be able to climb ladders though. It's only on <laughs> everything except for Sony. Um. Totally see that happening for sure. So yeah, that, was, that was something I did not even talk about in the video because I didn't think about it. And then we brought that up. I'm like, that's definitely a possibility. That's something they could do. It's Bethesda. They keep flirting with this fucking thing when people ask them about it. Like, well, we don't know what we want to do with Bethesda. It's like, well, fucking figure that out, man. We need to know. Just be like, hey, you can only play this on this or it's going to be on everything, which I think would be the better way to do it. But if they want to do it you know, the other way, if they bought them, they can do whatever the fuck they want. So. Yeah, but I'm with you. I got, I got no hype 
for for the brand. I have negative hype for Bethesda. Um, will they make a game again? I don't know. That's a good point Sherry brought up. Um, <laughs> will there be ladders? He's he's skeptical of games being made by Bethesda and so am I. Um, I hope to be proved wrong. Sorry about that. Oh no, we're getting an echo. All right, is there uh, is there anything else you guys would say? Just, All right. I'm just curious what they're gonna do story wise with it. Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna get Harrison Harrison Ford to voice it? Because if not, then I don't want to play it. Well, there's still there's. Oh, yeah, he probably wouldn't even want to do that because fucking Harrison exactly. Ford's a crotchy old bitch. Um, right. That guy's fucking so negative about everything. People always like asking about Star Wars stuff, and he's like super famous for fucking hating Star Wars and not liking Han Solo and thinking it's like a vacant, boring fucking character. He hates questions, and anytime people ask him about lore of Star Wars, he knows nothing about Star Wars, and he wants to know nothing about Star Wars. And so I forgot what he was asked recently. Someone's like, hey, in Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't know what the fuck that is, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, he's just done. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like when they, spoiler alert, killed him off in uh, in uh, fucking Force Awakens or whatever. I was like, they, that needed to happen. I'm glad that they could just offer him that because he's fucking, <laughs> he hates that character. So, yeah. And I know he has more respect for Indiana Jones, but just knowing that old fucking asshole is just sitting around stewing all day. And someone's like, hey, you want to you voice... Uh, your character in a video game? He'd be like, I don't know what a video game is, and I don't <laughs> fucking care. And uh, I can see that happening. So, um, I, they're either going to do the movies, which I think would be fun if you're playing them, punching Nazis and shooting people and shit, um, or make their own stories. I, I, they're they're making movies still, so they made the fourth movie, and I think they're making a fifth one. I don't know how interesting it is. It'll be when he's fucking whipping people from his wheelchair, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Thank you, everybody, for your comments. Remember, type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment if you'd like to be considered to be on the show. Otherwise, I pick at random. And then this this time, I picked a lot randomly. So, um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of uh, TasteCast, episode 132. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on social media. Link down below. Check out our streams. Link down below as well. You can talk to us anytime, all the time on Discord. Link down below. And uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. Um, Patreon, got one of those. You can support us there if you'd like. And yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. And remember, we have Plus Club and Game of the Month coming up in a week. So play those games. Come back. We got to talk about those. And uh, Tasty Tuesday, I'm sure, will happen. Hopefully not delayed this time. But uh, you'll get something, I'm sure. So. And Resident Evil and Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. You got videos coming out. So stay tuned. We got things coming uh, out. And, uh, yeah, we said our names, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So until the next episode, have a good one, guys. And take it easy. <laughs>